0: Talk brunch served hot.
1: Talk brunch live. Rick Darry here, your host as always, aka Captain Brunch, joined by co-host Dustin Soul Glow Fraser. <sighs> Y'all to blow some shit up? <laughs> I almost forgot what happened. I was so happy that the launch went well. Until you said that. (laughs) I almost forgot what happened. That's a shoot. (laughs) I'm so full of myself. I was just so happy everything worked and functioned. I didn't even think. Just so happy from a technical standpoint that we were on here without an issue. That it was like, yeah. Aw. Yeah, so we won't spoil the end of Roar, even though our reactions probably already did. I'm sorry, man. I mean, we knew that this might be the path, the road not taken, if you will.
0: I mean, I'm happy. What? <laughs> I'll explain
2: later, but yeah, I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah, well, there's other things to be happy about because it is March 1st, 2021, episode 441, and you know what that means. Shout out to all of the listeners live listeners as well as on demand across all podcast platforms including iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, SoundCloud and all the places popular podcasts are found as well as tuning in from our video feeds via TalkWrench.com, Facebook and Twitch we will shout out our live peeps later on in the night but yeah we should have blown off some steam, if I, if I drank alcohol I have a cold one in front of me right now <laughs> oh boy so it's, it's almost like gonna be avoiding the elephant in the room for a little while here i think just a little bit just a little bit right all right we like to start off with uh fun things usually so in the last week the aew what a terrible segue in the last week yeah. the aew casino double or nothing uh what is this thing this is a video one game their, one of their two game. mobile games i downloaded it. i didn't even really mess with it too much but this mobile game apparently came out uh and it's getting pretty awful reviews you know i'm not gonna lie like it it's not looking great people are pissed they said it almost has nothing to do with aew when you play it that's just pretty much uh it's a casino game it just says aew as the logo which I have a clip up there. Someone put some gameplay online here. I'll link you to their video, give them a click. But uh, yeah, this is just random gameplay of it that you're looking at. Uh, this is what I was worried about when we first talked about this. The fact that this doesn't look like uh, something that it looks like a cash-in, at least from what I'm seeing. Are, are those even AEW characters that, that you're at the table with? No, right? No. Those are just regular people. It's
2: like it's, it's like if AEW did open a random casino and now it's like, come on in, gay.
1: But what do they have to do with casinos? Is because they had a pay-per-view called Double or Nothing? They should have had a beach game. <laughs> didn't they have a beach pay-per-view Man, I mean, in the we... middle of winter? <laughs> They're more beach-oriented than they are. They've been on cruises. They've been on beaches. You know what I mean? They're more beach-oriented than they are casino. How come they didn't do a beach game? Probably because it's harder, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Whoever they outsourced this shit to was just able to give them the generic template for, for what is it, poker?
2: They said, fuck it, we got this one.
1: Like, what are we looking at here? You know? Is, that, is there anything is there a semblance of AEW what is it the logo is the logo AEW I guess in the middle of the of the table this is off yeah 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 that, that, that's
2: the double or nothing logo
1: yeah I'll go with nothing <laughs> yeah I'm seeing this for the first time but yeah unfortunately I I mean this, unless you like you like poker I guess you'll love this yeah but I mean I'm sure if you like poker you already have a completed. poker game right oh yeah <laughs> AEW double oh wow AEW DOA beach volleyball Oh. But you know what it is unfortunately like they don't like to all uh, sexualize their women you know so they would probably have the aw beach volleyball be with the guys and then the aw that are alive fighting be with the uh, girls
2: oh dear god don't put don't <laughs> put that evil on me ricky bobby
1: don't you do it with uh, the beach volleyball what we really got to pop for that I'm, I'm really disappointed i want it to be proven wrong in this but this doesn't this look like a cash in am i being critical and i want to hear from other people too not just me does this look like a cash in when uh why do i even have that damn? Up, let me get that off. This is like a cash into you.
2: So, maybe it's just me because I like casino games. It just seems like one of those things where it's like, hey, if you want to, if you like casino games and you just so happen to like AEW, we made our own,
1: I guess. I, I, to me, it's more uh, self serving uh, than an AEW double or nothing thermist would have been. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, thermoses. <laughs> if, you like, if you like beverages and you travel <laughs> and you happen to watch AEW, get a thermos. Get this new Revolution Thermos. Yeah, it's a card game. I'm just seeing a card. I, I, I This is like awful. It's not really something that I could say. I wish I could. Uh, AEW Pinball would have been even been better. Yeah, get a few tables on the other uh, Pinball FX3. I can't believe this is the game.
2: Yeah, I, I got nothing. <laughs>
1: they this company can continue this to disappoint though, man. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: like they, yeah, I know exactly what you
1: mean. Like when it comes to stuff like this, like we just can't have that happening. It's Someone should do their marketing Whoever it is shouldn't do it But yeah That that, that mobile game Shouldn't have been A freaking casino game They've, They haven't been Casino oriented at all Really bad Really really bad Uh, Lana And Naomi Put up a TikTok video I don't know if you saw it I see so many
2: TikTok fucking Videos now Like it just
1: Yeah but this one was special Because There was a photo bump in it Oh I heard about this But I haven't seen it Yeah check this out I thought this was hilarious <laughs>
3: You don't
2: need the music, but just look what happens. <laughs> damn, damn! Why she go down so dramatic? Go
3: play that again. <laughs> Watch.
2: She even ruins oh their fun in TikTok videos. I just love how like she she went down like when somebody bumps at you at the DMV and you try to catch your own balance and you fail. Well, that
1: was some violent DMVs. My last experience, there was pretty good. Technology's caught up, finally.
2: Right, it's Isn't... not as much of a pain it has to be there now. Yeah,
1: it's still a pain. he has to be anywhere,
2: nowadays. Oh, my God, fool. <laughs> no, you tell me. But uh Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that was that was crazy. See? They keep the kayfabe. Obviously, that was a work, but still glad that they incorporate their storyline into it more than WWE does. Right? Right?
2: Unless we realize that's not hard, though. Yeah, I suppose
1: you're right. So, uh, recently, Virgil brought came out into the spotlight. Oh fuck. Because he he got the attention he saw Cameron Grimes waving around a whole bunch of money during that NXT I can't even call it a gimmick during that NXT shoot gimmick. And uh Virgil apparently did this. Let me bring this up on the screen before I spoil it. So Virgil made this for Cameron Grimes just to give him some ideas about maybe having a, a butler, I guess. And he's <laughs> the newest, hottest combo since the pasta and salad at OG. That's not my words. That's Virgil's. <laughs> this
2: motherfucker loves talking about all the words, I swear to God.
1: And uh, Cameron Grimes said, sorry, Virgil, but you, you can blame that no good Ted DiBiase for not getting any of my chatter." Hashtag kiss my grits. Yeah, I guess, I guess Virgil's not getting any love here either. He's going to remain. Nah, not lonely.
2: at all. After, after last week's NXT? Nah, not at all. Dude, I mean That motherfucker, I swear So WWE has some new Policies
1: in place, apparently they're really hot About the fact that their plans have all Come out, about the fact that people Uh, found out That Edge was gonna fight Roman Reigns They didn't like that, the fact that Bad Bunny was gonna be sticking around long term They didn't like that, you know And I guess also the Bobby Lashley Miz situation, they didn't like that So, uh Apparently ringside got exclusive news that there are apparently they can't tell the talent that are in the angles about the angles that they're going to be in to further avoid leaks. Like take the Miz for example, I didn't really have time to clip it, but I skimmed over an interview with him where he talked about his money in the bank cash and how that day no one from creative would talk to him. And he didn't know what was going on. And it was getting late. And he was like, oh shit, is anybody going to talk to me? Like, what's happening? And then he realized it. He was like, this must be it. You know, so it's kind of like, they even keep people who are in their angles away from their own angles. Uh, Ringside reported that producers are in a complete state of confusion because it goes against anything Vince wanted in the past, which was feedback from talent. And they said that our information is getting even more restricted than it was before. And this is all because people leaked stuff. And... My issue with this is that most, I think this is both good and bad. I think that it's good because, uh, I think it's both good and bad actually for the same reason because now you're going to see that, let's just say they successfully do this and they put the cap on all their cheats and any leaks of anything that might happen. I personally don't feel like I've ever really relied on those things. I think a lot more people are going to realize how much of the booking that they're doing is common sense and then they're just going to expose themselves. Like, do they really think that without a leak, people wouldn't have thought maybe edge is going to fight roman reigns at wrestlemania like it took a look right. for that that's not a leak how
2: did
1: it really take us a-, a lot to figure out that bad bunny might be sticking around in the thunderdome during an era in the world where there's no touring going on you know that's like the Broly thing with a ship built for one person kind of logic you know what i mean like did it re- <laughs> like what are we doing what do we do? Of course we knew that this it's like they're acting like they had some insider shit leak that there was no way for people to figure it out. Did it really take people and I don't want to get into the one that we're talking about for later on. But what happened later on today? I didn't think of a leak to decide that this might be what happens. So it's just weird. So yeah, they actually learned Ringside also learned that uh members of the writing team were told that they need to check with Vince or Bruce Pritchard. About what the talent are allowed to be told, even on the day of the show, and uh, so everything's really—they don't want anyone to know anything. But it's funny because it's not—it will be—it will be like (laughs) I can't even get over it. The more I hear it, it will be something. One thing if they had like some real insider shit, you know what I mean.
2: But all their shit is. God awfully
1: obvious. Like, I would imagine, like, during the Monday Night Wars, it would make more sense. You know what I mean? Like, Bishop spoiling them on his live show when they were going taped every other week. And it's like, oh, you know, we got to be really tight about this. This is serious. Like, our booking is rock solid. Like, people are tuning in. Like, the fans are popping. The the arenas are filled to the top. There's signs everywhere. People are out of their seats. That's a great fucking time to be careful about your booking. Take the booking. Take it. Take, Take the booking. You should take the pens and papers and all the books and throw them out into the fucking parking lot and see if anyone will find any value in it.
2: But yet they want to keep it a secret that they have no plans for Bo Dallas. Like they got some insider shit. Like, I don't know if anybody else told them their stuff is like
1: grade school simple. It's like You know what it's literally it literally is? It's literally like dog mentality where like they like when the dog has like this thing that they think is real precious, he's going to bury this shit. And it's total shit to you. It's a corpse or something, a pigeon corpse. He's so happy. My- it's the most valued thing in the world. That's their raw script. That they have all these people all over the place, like being quash. Don't tell them. Don't tell them what. Did you see the raw they gave us tonight? Of course you did.
2: You know what? What do we keep it a secret? You know what? Truth be told, it was a secret that some certain things were that fucking stupid. That was a secret. (laughs) It's just so funny to me
1: that that's their whole thing. Don't don't let it get out. Don't let it get out. Man, at this point, you have to bribe people to let it get in. People suffer through their shit. They're not anticipating what might happen. They're hoping they're
2: wrong. It's
1: just weird to hear that being their logic when I can let people know.
2: It's so simple. I've had to tell you on multiple occasions, don't put your <laughs> logic into it because it's not that complex. And I've been right at least eight and a half out of ten times. And they said that one of the members
1: of Creative TV is quoted as saying that the lack of information that the writers now have makes the writers and producers look like complete idiots. Oh, that's what does it. Right. <laughs> that has to be what it is. That, that you see, everyone, everyone, everyone has egg on their face with this. You know, that has to be what it is. Now you guys look, as opposed to before when you had full fucking information, you look like brilliant then, you know. Then we had Robert Jordan and George R. R. Martin on the staff.
2: We're only in March. That's my quote of the year.
1: Oh, my God.
2: That is fucking wonderful. All this
3: shit and that make you look stupid.
1: You know, not having information makes us look stupid. Yeah, amongst other things. Oh man, it's I can't even imagine what their creative process must be like when it's a secret to even the people who are doing it. You know, yeah. it's in the opposite direction of you know they should they should do screen readings like The Sopranos and Game of Thrones. They to have a screen reading. Everybody sit around the table <laughs> before RAW at like four p.m. with the scripts in their hands at a fucking table with their lunches and stuff in front of them, and they just go through it once, go through a screen reading. Let's be. <laughs> Closed closed, freaking set screen readings. Ah, oh, this company and their nonsense and dribble. Hilarious. But on the flip side of things, it's still good news for them because according to Lucha Libra Online, they're saying that Raw's average view, viewership in India for January was over 4 million. So that doubles the viewers in the US during the same time. So, uh, and they said SmackDown also had um, a lot more. They said that they had 3 million viewers in India. NXT had 1 million which apparently they haven't hit one million in, in in the United States. I never really thought about that. One million, you know what? But wrestling is really, really popular in India. Like it's super popular.
2: Yeah. Impact still matters in India.
1: Like a lot of the people that engage with us on here are from India. If you if you've noticed that, and a lot of the people that a lot of people that discuss wrestling when you go on forums and stuff, a lot of it is from India. So,
2: of course, a that's a lot of these places to go international. That's where they really pop at.
1: Yeah, and uh, I give them credit for being a lot more tolerant. You know they're gonna. That's because they don't have to
2: deal with as close proximity as us. They're gonna need them. You know, <laughs> they, they don't see them. They don't see them them often. They don't see them often enough to be sick of me They're gonna need them. Just man. wait. Give it time.
1: <laughs> yeah, they said that South Africa usually gets about a million viewers for uh for Raw and Canada and Germany get about three hundred thousand for Raw and SmackDown. Oh man, so business is booming overseas at least. Must be nice. Yeah, I don't know what I—I I don't really have much. I don't even really know what to say, man. It has to wait till the end, I, I suppose. Unfortunately, we're gonna talk. World. don't forget we also have the AEW uh, Revolution 2021 voting poll complete and ready to go. We're gonna go over all of the results as well as uh the women's tournament, which they had me chasing them around the television all weekend. I don't—I don't want that to happen anymore. You know, I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't like chasing people around the television all the time. Just have to designate a time for this because part of the show was, uh, I don't even remember what the hell I watched. Like they had like a show, a YouTube show on Tuesday, I think, with the women yeah. for an hour. And then they had Dynamite. And then there were certain matches that, that dealt with the women's tournament within Dynamite, which we'll talk about. But then after Dynamite Sunday, they had a special on the Bleacher Report website. There was another hour of matches, which I then had to chase down and watch them there. Only for that to conclude this past evening at 7 p.m. An hour before Raw in the freaking semifinals. And that had a series of matches, which then also will now lead into this Wednesday. Which will determine what happens in the in the final match at Revolution. So I've been following this damn thing this entire week. Kind of tired. But I did. And uh, we'll go over all of the matches in detail and bring up the stuff finishes and blah, blah, blah. Before we do that, though, let's talk a little bit of New Japan because John Ooh, Moxley, fun? John Moxley, retains his IWGP United States Championship over Kenta
2: in a fucking fight. Yes, <laughs> they beat the ever loving shit out of each other in this match.
1: Yeah, so uh, definitely incredible stuff.
2: Yeah, the finish to this freaking war was a uh, Kenta basically defiantly. Flipping Moxley the double birds and they getting a death rider and Moxley retains. hmm Yeah. What do you think overall of his performance during this? Ooh, this was so much fun to watch. I have been itching the to see these two fight each other ever since, really, since Moxley came to Japan. You when um he initially showed up. Yeah. And everything about this match was crazy. It had its levels of brutality. It had a little bit of technician into it in it into it as well. So that made it fun. I think one of my favorite spots of the entire match honestly had to be um them trading submissions for a second. Mm-hmm. Like K- Kenta got Moxley in game over. Moxley reversed it into that bulldog choke he's been using and then Kenta reversed it back into game over. Mhm.
1: Yeah, brutal stuff here. Very hard-hitting. Um a lot of brutal stuff as you guys can see we have it running on the screen. Uh the plays suppl- the DDT on the outside on the briefcase.
2: Yeah, at one point uh, I think um Kenta elbow dropped Moxie to a table, and my first thought was, well, that's not one of those Japan tables.
1: Yeah, definitely, man.
2: That fucker did not look at get her as bad. Like, look at the physicality of this shit. They kicked the shit out of each other in this I, match.
1: Mm-hmm. I was under the impression that uh, Kenta would be taking the title back to Japan, but apparently they have other plans for this. But yeah, Kenta's kick's always looking fantastic. uh yeah. Really good stuff, really solid, brutal, hard hitting match for both of these guys.
2: Oh, exactly. And the but, fact that, like, this was an empty building, basically, you heard everything they did to each other.
1: Yeah, which that was another thing. Which, I didn't expect it to be in an empty building, you know. But, yeah, that kind of added to it for these guys because of the brutality.
2: Yeah. It, this is one of the times where the empty building benefited because you got to hear the physicality of this. hmm Yeah. And because like, they worked. didn't hold it. Like, I love how they when it got to this point. It's literally two guys throwing shots until somebody doesn't get back up. And you could tell, like, the way they were throwing shots, it was like, that's it was everything you got. <laughs> Every forearm, everything you got. Kicks, everything you got. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna fight Kenta. You're going to fight
1: Kenta make it count, right? You know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime exactly. style match. So, yeah, they definitely wanted to deliver here. And uh, they absolutely tore did. They
2: each other apart during this match.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that it stood to be the kind of match that it was. And uh, it didn't have anything, any kind of crazy drama. It being empty ha- helps with that. Not No, no bullet crap.
2: Yeah, like it was an intimate just environment for them to just fight. Yeah, it's nice. like I said before, Kent is one of the few parts of the Bullet Club I take, I take seriously because he doesn't need them. He just fights on his own.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I like his defiance at the end, like the part that you talked about, you know, where he I believe he slaps Moxley, right?
2: Yeah, he he shoots him the fingers and then smacks him. Yeah, and then that basically was great. He's a death rider. And, like, look at that. he Moxley's leaning into the clotheslines. <laughs> yeah man, this, this match was, was so there physical. it is right
1: there yeah where he's pretty much done and he, like he,
2: he and but he knows he has nothing left i think the old um expression i think chris harry might even say it in that walking dead when negan showed up moxley pinned kenta but he didn't beat him because kent and, kent and, kent and Kent's will never broke he pretty much just knocked him completely unconscious I see, this is one thing I love that New Japan does right there. Even when he's beaten, he's still trying to crawl to the title.
1: Yeah, that's really so it's like cool. his
2: spirit's not broken, but his body just refuses to continue.
1: Yeah, really well done stuff.
2: Yeah, match absolutely delivered on the hype.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I honestly did not expect this guy to uh to be taking this title back out of there. Which yeah, let me drop that in the chat room for you guys.
2: But I guess with this new working relationship it definitely became a lot more possible that it could happen.
1: Yeah, we also get this up on our social media. Oh, yeah, because now there's going to be more back and forth. The door is open, or whatever the hell they keep saying. The forbidden door. An actual
2: crossover, not just once in a blue moon crossover. Like, no, we're Mm. doing this shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and we're also hearing that they're planning on officially merging the uh, IWGP uh, World Championship and the Intercontinental Championship, right?
2: Yeah, basically, um... New Japan officials are basically going to give Ibushi his wish because he's been wanting to unify the titles. He uh, um, recently had a match with Naito, where Naito basically tried to stop it by at least taking the IC title. Obviously, Naito failed. And, um, yeah, New Japan is going to basically grant Cody his wish. So, what's going to happen is they're going to merge both titles, and we're getting a brand new title. And it's going to be known as the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Hmm. Okay. That's interesting.
2: So
3: what very happens to the mid
2: details
1: Like they're not going to have a mid car title anymore.
2: Um, it doesn't look like it.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, that is interesting news for them.
2: Yeah, I've heard some people that are just like instantly trying to bury the idea, and it's just like, well, for New Japan, they don't do stuff like this very often. So. Yeah. And it's a big deal because they're treating it. They're treating it as if it wouldn't be part of the storyline because this is something bushi has been wanting for a little while.
1: Right. That makes sense. Uh, I think last bit of New Japan news that we have here is in regards to Marty's girl. Uh, So apparently, according to Fanbite, they were saying that everyone in New Japan had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, but that they weren't trying to hide Marty's girl. They said they weren't trying to hide him, that they thought that they were going to be in the company that wasn't booking the guys to get some buzz that they were going to get buzz. All right, but probably not the kind that they're looking for and that it reeks of letting things slide because the people are their friends or whatever, but there was no extra secrecy or whatever. I guess it was being reported um, that they were being secret about it, but I don't know if any of that stuff matters in Japan, you know, like it was allegations that were never follow through. I don't know if that's going to stop them from doing anything.
2: Right, they're they're more concerned with the stuff they can actually control when they're company, yeah. Not like not all the hearsay and shit.
1: Yeah. Well, him him had a lot of it. He it wasn't hearsay. Unfortunately, he admitted that he did things when he was younger that he regrets. Yeah. Uh, but, you know,
2: in a sense, a better way to put it is like if there's no, like New Japan is not holding that over his head.
1: Right. For the time being, so that's why he's over there. They're not making it a thing for the time being.
2: So, uh. In
1: other news in the world overseas, we have uh, Io Shirai. They said that uh, she was able to record a video for uh, Stardom, and it's on Stardom's YouTube channel. So uh, I don't know if that's because WWE allowed her to so much as maybe it just doesn't go against contract. I'm not sure, but I guess that's the big news. She's allowed to uh, have a YouTube video for Stardom. Good stuff. Congratulations. Hope it was a good YouTube video. Right. Remember back when people were just allowed to do things?
2: Oh, man. crazy, right?
1: Yeah. Unlike WWE, though, where there are, they could do whatever the hell they want. Because apparently, and you know I don't like to get too political on here, but there is a bit of a conflict of interest that I can think of that's come to mind in the past uh, week or so via the Biden administration that might perk up the ears of people in WWE, maybe or maybe not. Like, while we're talking about things that people should or should not do, uh... Basically, Biden's administration released declassified documents from 2018, which basically shows that the Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed, bin Salam pretty much approved what happened to Jamal Khashoggi as far as uh taking the guy out. We talked about this on here before. So now it's no longer a question of if there's just been news that it's more like it happened, right? So knowing that, you would think that that would put into jeopardy the relationship between WWE and uh, Saudi Arabia right now because, I mean, quite frankly, that puts a lot of other things in jeopardy. But it's being reported that they're probably not going to stop that deal because of all the money that they make, which I guess is a good reason if you're honest, right? Like, no, we're not going to leave all this money here. There's lots of money.
2: Look at all this money.
1: We have money for everyone. We have money for our kids, for our grandkids. If we leave this money, other people will get this money. Jamal Khashoggi is dead He wouldn't have been able to spend this money anyway What dead people do you he guys know have to spend spend this money? Money. Doesn't matter we're WWE We have money for our money <laughs> And a contract I mean I understand they have a contract But I mean desperate times and stuff I wouldn't even say desperate times But in a drastic thing like this Let's say that there's dead to rights proof Assuming that this proof is, is undeniable They Then maybe at this point They don't prioritize cash anymore What are your thoughts here?
2: I mean, of course, they're not turning down money because what else are they going to do? I mean, they've only fired how many people to save money that they don't need to save. Yeah. Any opportunity to get more money, of course, they're going for it.
1: You don't think that, th- that the fact that that happened is going to change anything?
2: Oh, <laughs> not at all.
1: I can't wait. I'm more excited we, for this we, show we, than we, ever. We,
2: we've had, we, we talked, I don't know how many weeks, about that whole thing with like the superstars not being able to leave, and, they've, and they're still going.
1: Well, like I said, I can't wait. I'm more excited for their, uh, their Saudi show than ever. Cause I want to see, well, I mean, they'll probably Thunderdome it, right?
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Like they'll probably
1: Thunderdome it. But you see what I mean? Like, and this is what I'm talking about because we got heat back in the day when they were going there and we were like looking at both sides of it, not agreeing with both sides, but it's looking at both sides. But now it's kind of like, if there's undeniable, then shame on them for that. That's shitty. You know, but then there's still the objective side where it's like the people and the children and the crowds and the fans of the WWE in that region of the world don't specifically agree with the decisions that their leaders make. So you punish the people that are the civilians based on what their leaders do, which does suck. And I see both sides of it still.
2: Yeah, but it's still on both
1: ends. But nonetheless, they need to do something about that shit, about having that happen, you know, and being involved in that situation. I want to hear the thoughts of our community, Could DM us or whatever, in regards to what you think. How do you think they should have handled this? I mean, there is the contract, but I don't understand how the legalities of it all work. I want to see how it's going to play out, though. Yeah, I am intrigued. So, I'm not sure. I mean, they they, they no longer have their, their, the president is no longer someone who's their buddy. So there might be more, they might be pressed harder to sever the ties in this relationship, also, you know? Yeah, true to that. Alright, well, in other news, Jimmy Uso is apparently training for a WWE return. He put out a video, I believe this is on his Twitter, which I'm gonna put up here for you to see. I don't remember what his eye injury was, it's been gone so long.
2: It was uh it was his knee.
1: Oh well he's running, so I guess it works better. Yeah. So, you know, not
2: much more I can say about that. Getting everything in there moving. So. Should have kept
1: it a secret. You know? <laughs> you know how you feel about them leaks. Yeah, don't show returns. I hate when they show returns. You know.
2: Yeah, but how else do? How else are they going to market it besides letting it be a complete surprise to everybody?
1: I don't know. Why are they so worried about leaks? If if uh, if everything's leaked, they announce it before it happens anyway. Everybody does at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, anyway, good to see Jimmy. I wonder if he'll be heel babyface.
2: I mean, at this point, I feel like it'd be weird for him to be babyface at this point. Yeah.
1: So this is pretty funny. I'll show it before I spoil it. I've been doing that a lot
2: lately. If you don't like him listening, oh, no. hey, get in the video. Hey there, Marco Stump playing. Hey there, Marco. Keep,
4: your seat. Keep your seat. Yeah, You're
2: good. You're good. You're good. So, uh, where's Sammy at? Oh, I don't know. I heard
4: there was, like, a fire or
5: something. S- Sammy happened to direct me to you when i ask him about this week's payment so i would imagine you have some money for me right yeah, he,
4: uh, you have okay. some big money for big money matt yeah he told me about it yeah, he keeps, see- keeps getting himself into this trouble yeah uh what do you say two thousand uh Just, here you go Just that's
5: what he said two thousand
4: he said two
5: thousand uh well i mean he pays 27 percent daily yeah. interest rate that's
4: this 2000? isn't
5: quite enough Yeah. Just, uh, look a little uh like a little light, yeah, a little light. A little hey, light. What about how much? How much does this guitar worth? This? Yeah. Oh, so like I don't, I don't want to brag or anything, but probably around two thousand dollars. It's worth two thousand bucks, huh? nice guitar, two thousand. That'd make four thousand. That's about right. What What if you'd sign it? Would it be worth maybe $2,010, 2012 bucks?
4: Probably, yeah. Probably add a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. I, sell I, it, I, think I can sell it later, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe you sign yeah. it, and then maybe, I don't know, hang up on your wall yeah. for your kids to see in the future, yeah. you know, life, you, you know, know. know? All that stuff, yeah. Damn, okay,
3: look
5: at that, that. worth more than yeah. that. Yeah, that's great, that's great. Yeah, it's probably worth $2,007 now. Yeah, probably. You like it? Yeah, we'll take it. That'll I make a payment. It, it. Huh? Can you play? Oh, man. You're I king. I can probably a better rock star, that's great. Hey, Thank you. I know Sammy didn't show up because he was afraid of me and pain. He probably has heat, too. But,
3: uh. Oh, sure the heat you know joke comes have back. Money next week. <laughs> or either
2: you
5: or Fuego or one of his cronies has it, okay? I'll, I'll give Got him, it. I'll give Thanks, him man. We'll take this. This will suffice for the payment. Let's go. Good job.
3: Can I?
2: Damn. That's.
1: I hate this Matt.
2: <laughs> Mission accomplished.
1: <laughs> what, me hating him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess if that was the intended purpose.
2: Because I remember when when he, when he first did it in Impact, that was the whole purpose. Like, how can we make you hate Matt Hardy as much as possible? Make him snooty.
1: Yeah, completely opposite direction. But it was for no reason. That's what makes it like such a dry storyline for me. Yeah. You know, like, why? Why do you He just say, came out of left field. And it was like, all of a sudden, I'm just a different guy. But yeah, that was kind of funny. just kind of like to see them bully Marco Stunt. That poor boy. All right. Well, let's get to the big AEW news, right? Woo! Everybody's so excited. I thought it was a Photoshop. So WWE say goodbye.
2: Like the other ones they whipped out.
1: AEW has signed
2: Paul White. The big fucking show. The large pay-per-view. What they're going to call him. You stupid it took a second back to settle in. You stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's the large pay-per-view. No. Because <laughs> we won't get no, sued by like, them Literally now. and
2: figuratively, that is huge.
1: It's interesting, right? Just because I always figured him, once he left freaking WCW, I always took him for a WWE guy to the, to the death, you know?
2: Yeah, till that last time.
1: Like, doesn't that look weird? Look at how he looks up there. Like, to that sign. It looks like it's made up.
2: So different, right? Yeah. That's one of those stories, like when you hear it, you wait for other places to to, to um, pose it before you react. But you see, because that was my first thought.
1: Well, let's talk about it a little bit. So, Tony Khan said that uh, Paul White is most, one of the most recognizable and impressive athletes in the world. He wanted to come to AEW because he believes that we're the best promotion in wrestling, and we believe that he has a lot to offer us, both in the ring as a wrestler and also outside the ring as a commentator, host, and ambassador for AEW. So, he will be wrestling. And uh, basically, P.W. Insider is saying that W.W. and Big Show weren't able to agree, come up to terms on a new deal. And uh, that was pretty much it. He didn't, I guess they didn't like, he didn't like whatever deal it was that they were offering
2: him. So, and I've also been hearing that he didn't uh, like how that last thing with Orton on Legends Night went down.
1: Yeah, hear Mark Henry neither. I actually heard Mark yeah, Henry say
2: like, gonna... because I mean, they basically. Had Orton just bitched the both of them out.
1: <laughs> I, Mark Henry said he wants to come back for a match now. Yeah, just because he doesn't want he that to he, be the last he doesn't thing. want
2: that to be like his last legacy.
1: See, so learn that be let that be a lesson for you, legends out there. Don't let them come there and have Randy Orton, Orton bitch you out in a scooter.
2: Because I mean, he pretty much like he, I I don't if like with that being the case, yeah, I don't blame him because it's like you're seven foot tall, almost four five hundred pounds. And somebody half your size sits you down in a chair, yoke you up and say, you ain't going to do nothing. You say you go do something. and don't do nothing. Like, how does that make you look at like, nobody can take you seriously at that point. So there's going to be
1: a new, I don't even know how to describe it. Apparently the plan for going forward is there's going to be from now on two TNT, AEW shows. And then there's also going to be two AEW YouTube shows, AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. We'll get into all of that later because that brings a whole new schedule of wrestling to play. But AEW Dark Elevation is a show that Paul White will be a commentator on. He's quoted as saying it's been amazing to watch what AEW has built in just a couple of years. AEW Dark is an incredible platform to hone the skills of up and coming wrestlers. But I also love the established AEW that established AEW can build out their personalities and showcase themselves in new ways on dark. It's no exaggeration when I say that AEW is boundless. So uh, he's going to be doing some commentating on the other AEW dark. And according to Fightful, they were saying that uh, one person close to Paul White said that uh, there was a major career move happening. He had some major life events over the past few months between selling his house, his WWE deal expiring, and his Netflix show being canceled. And I guess that's sort of what brought into play this entire thing. And uh, there was a fan who tweeted out saying Vince probably made an offer to him and he wanted more than was offered not even referring to money and they parted amicably good for both. And uh, Paul white liked that tweet. So if he liked the random fans tweet saying in theory, what happened, then I think that kind of indicates that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And like you said, they also mentioned that they weren't happy about his last appearance here in WWE. So uh, wrestling observer radio, Dave Meltzer was saying that uh, his contract with WWE is coming due and they were far apart on money. And he guesses Tony Khan offered him better money Than WWE and he signed So uh, yeah but he said that uh, It wouldn't be his recommendation to sign All the guys from WWE because it reminds him too much of What TNA did and they weren't successful at that strategy And uh, I kind of agree I think that this yeah. is uh, It's yeah, a good point Whether or not you like AEW It's subjective everyone has their own opinion But no matter what I think we should all agree that it's not What we expected When we, when we heard about a show that was going to be Run by the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and all the elite guys in the bullet club. And we knew it was coming from the style of new Japan or ring of honor wrestling. No one was thinking about stinging big show or even jungle boy and Marco stunt or any of this. It's really, it's not what we thought that it was going to be at all. You know, is that a fair assessment?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely fair.
1: Like for me personally, I'll say I'm, I watch it, but I'm just disappointed that they weren't the answer to wrestling that I was hoping that they would be, you know, they have a lot of money. They've definitely show that thumbs up in the money department but that's really about it. Uh, What else do we got on here? So Ric Flair spoke to uh, David LaGreca and Bubba Ray Dudley on SiriusXM's Busted Open Radio, um, and he chimed in a little bit about this. Uh, Ric Flair's someone who's known the big show for years, and they go way back. So uh, this is what he had to say, and I'll link you guys as well.
6: Uh, The big show, Paul White, now signing with AEW. Uh, Your opinion on that, and is that something you ever thought you'd see happen?
4: Uh no I didn't. I you know, I've been around big show a lot lately. And God we've been friends for a long time. I remember the night that he walked into uh um the Chicago with, is it is it Horizon or Verizon? A uh, horizon. horizon. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh I was wrestling Hogan that night and he came in with a friend and was introduced to all of us and uh just a just a, god he's just a wonderful kid and he he's still a wonderful guy. Uh, but I don't know what happened. And I, you know, I, I try not to ask, you know, I like to come in there and, you know, or, you know, where well, we all used to be aware of what's going on we're there all the time. And I have been there a lot, but I, yeah, I, I find now that it, it's, um, a different world and I'm, I'm better off not asking, if I, you know, instead of walking in and trying to catch up, I just pretend like I'm there, say hi and all that, no, I, I. but to answer your question, I was just with him. I did not see it happen. He didn't mention a word to me and I was with him, uh, oh, what two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And, uh, whenever they had the legend for union, he was there. So, um, I didn't see it coming and, uh, you know, I'm sure that, um, they must've made him a, a spectacular deal over there. Um, do I wish he had stayed with us personally? Yes, but. And at the same time, he's earned my respect and, uh, I think he's earned the respect of everybody and uh, should be able to make the choice he wants. Uh, that's Rick, about as, That's about as fair as I could say it. I'd like to see everybody stay with us, but it's not, that's just, that's, it's not going to be the way it's going to be. So, you know, I, I, I hated sting leaving first because of we're good friends, but you know, it's just not the way life works out. So, um. I wish him well and, uh, you know, he and I'll be friends no matter where he is or what he does. Uh, like he said to me, the first time we worked, <laughs> I love this. he told me, he told me the first time we ever worked that I walked up to him and said, <laughs> Sell your nuts in your tadpole, show your nuts in your eyes, tadpole. We're going to have hell that. <laughs> <walked> out. The- <laughs> <laughs> I can remember telling him in the ring when I when I low blow you just fall to your knees to so my side so I can punch you a couple times so <laughs> 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 saw your nuts in your eyes, Chad, Paul I'll see you out
1: <laughs> yeah, they lost a couple legends now, huh?
2: yeah oh. that's two big legends they lost
1: mm-hmm, they sure did well I don't know how helpful that's going to be, though. You know, I'm not sure. What do you What do you think? Like, I, do you think that Big Show and Sting make a difference in this?
2: I mean, when I'm looking at them going, truth be told, I haven't even thought much about how it's going to help the product. I thought more of just them. Because, I mean, whether you like AEW or not, they got this Wednesday Night War on lock. Right. But when I'm looking at a case of Sting and the Big Show... With Sting, and we're probably going to get into it when we talk more about Revolution, I think for him, he's wanting to have that last run that doesn't just feel like, hey, we beat WCW, we're going to beat him again. And then with Show, I feel like with Big Show, it will it could benefit a lot more of the guy just because now he gets to pass on knowledge to a place where it might actually be used rather than just getting to come back and get beat once a year. like. The last few times like I saw Big Show, it was just I wasn't interested, which is weird because he's one of those guys I first started watching when I first started watching wrestling, and I was marveled by it and to see where I got to now where I was like, it's just not interesting. Now, like, you got to think, like, do these guys even start to sense that? And with how everything went the last time, like you said, the last time the show was on TV, if I'm the Big Show, I'm not wanting to stay around if that's just going to be my thing all the time. I think that
1: AEW fans need to decide what booking logic they want to go with. Because on one hand, it's like they want the younger up-and-coming talent to have an opportunity to make money and become big and all this other stuff. But then on the other hand, you forget it's like Big Show and Sting. Like you said it yourself, it's good for them. Not so much good for the wars because the wars already unlocked. Sting and Big Show have made millions and millions of dollars in the business. It's not like they're coming there like Mr. Miyagi to pass on this knowledge to the next generation for free, holding fucking bonsai trees. I'm sure that they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars now to be there, which could potentially go to someone who doesn't already have millions and millions and millions of dollars that's already in the business and physically contributing more. It's one way to look at it. And then the other way to look at it is, oh, it's great that we have all the star power. We got Sting and Big Show. Let's bring in Kevin Nash, Hall, and Kid. Get the band back together. Wolfpack in the house. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I can definitely kind of, see
2: where you're coming from with it, though.
1: I mean, it's nostalgia. You know, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting soaked in nostalgia. Not just with wrestling, but with everything, whether it's comic books or Star Wars or
2: remakes here or, and there.
1: Everything's just nostalgia soaked. Then I don't think that a e w with the image that they were portraying when they first came out have managed to maintain that image at all man they're 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 less and less indie every week there's nothing indie about this, you know yeah, this is true that gets on my nerves it's like and yeah there's there's good matches I guess honestly everything's such a blur of booking that I have to really reassess it when I come on here with you. I haven't decided yet every week until we get to the end of the show if i if I actually enjoyed it. On a week to week basis. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'll tell you this that I never really laugh or really smile or anything at things that happen in AEW. I do it, I do it, uh, NXT and even SmackDown, but there's nothing that really pops me in AEW lately. But yeah, big shows there. And, uh, I guess that was their next go to. And I guess there are people who disagree. I know I'm in the minority with this. I get it. For once, I'm in the minority with the up and coming wrestling company. Well, last time since uh, TNA. But there, and ironically, according to, uh, the Wrestling Observer Awards. It's just it's hard to say that with a straight face. I'm sorry, but the Wrestling Observer Awards. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that's what, what, what. I didn't lose my train of thought. I was just I had to pause and really just take in that that I had to say, Like, <laughs> like man, there were so many things that just all came into play. Like, man, I never thought I'd have a wrestling podcast and be on the air after midnight. And say a sentence that says according to the Wrestling Observer Awards. Like what what is this? I could feel what the, the fuck is, going on?
2: is like that shit really came out about my whole book?
1: <sighs> Tony Khan is the booker of the year. Now I guess it's to my understanding. I'm gonna assume the Wrestling Observer Awards are done by Dave Melzer, right? Yeah. But there's votes <laughs> too. There's <laughs> votes too. He won by over a thousand votes. Not like Meltzer and Wrestling Observer are pro or biased towards fucking AEW in any way, right? If and if I wanted to ask anybody for an unbiased opinion of whether or not t- Tony contributor be head booker, be those guys. But anyway, uh, thoughts on him being Booker of the Year? I mean, hey, congrats. No, oh, well, that, that's a congrats, but what are your thoughts on him so,
3: being
2: Booker of the Year? It's kind of hard to see, because I think if I'm comparing it to some of the stuff we see on the other side, it's something. That, yeah, I'm not going to front. Like some of their booking decisions are fucking weird. Like big money, Matt. What? But the thing that I I guess when I'm looking at it from somebody who I'm disappointed when it comes to the Wednesday night wars. No matter what I'm watching, I enjoy. I think it's just the fact that like if we see when we see AEW winning these rain wars every week, despite what we might think, they got to be doing something right, and Tony's got to be doing something right to where this show on a week to week basis. Is winning, we might not necessarily agree with it, but then again, we're more like the hardcore wrestling fans. What I've kind of started to realize is there are more and more and more casual fans out there, and the stuff that AEW is doing is working for them. Like those casual fans are eating it up. So if we're if we're going by that, it it kind of makes sense that Tony would win on Booker of the Year because he's grabbing. That audience every single week with everything you're doing. They're only being four pay per views a year. They're, they're obviously giving them plenty of time to get ready for these things. So I mean, the man's got to be doing something right.
1: Well, what are the things he's doing right though? Like, if you have to name, well, do you have like three to five good booking things Tony Khan's done?
2: So, booking wise, let's see what I can think. Well, for one thing, this Moxley Omega, this Moxley, um, Jesus Christ, Moxley Omega feud. It's one of my top ones right now. Just the fact that we saw them feud when AEW started. Then they gave them time away from each other, and then they gradually brought them back. The whole thing with Kenny Omega kind of starting, I guess, kind of lower under the card, and then jumping into the tag team the tag team scene with Tangman. You let that ride for a while, and then you slowly split them apart, let them do their own things. The whole thing with, even though brody's passing accelerated the dark war is starting to become a phase because the crowd generally started to enjoy them certain things we've seen like with the tag team divisions like when the bucks had that little i guess i don't even know if i call it a meltdown as much of like a hissy fit where they just ran around and started super kicking people they built the story of like this is a tag team that's basically in a sense frustrated so at this point it's not even like about heels or faces or anything it's anything moving and then as well, the whole thing with the inner circle, the fact that we got to see more personality come out of some people in that group, like Hager, than I'd seen probably out of anybody. And the faction, when that when that group first got together, I saw it, and my first thought wasn't, all right, when are they breaking them up? They gave you a reason to actually be interested in them and not just wonder when everything's going to fall to shit, you know? Yeah. No, you know. Like It doesn't, I put it the easy way to kind of round it out, everything doesn't seem as blueprint. I'm actually genuinely trying to think, okay, where is this going to end? Whereas on the other side, I could probably map it up and I'm just wondering what's going to happen on the way there. Like if that kind of makes any sense.
1: Yeah. No, it does. Definitely does. But uh, I guess for me, if I had to give him credit for this year, it would be for the crossover booking. You know, like for the fact that he's doing the Impact Wrestling thing, which I think it benefits them more than him. So it's like they should be making him their Booker of the Year,
5: right?
2: And I mean, yeah, that actually that's probably one of the best things that they've done because it's sh- it's showing willing to help the entire business, not just them. Mm-hmm. It's like why are we all going against each other when we're all here for the same purpose? Everybody has a ring in the middle of their building. Everybody has a bell. Commentators like why not we just work together in this thing?
1: Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Shout out in the channel. We see you guys there. We're just trying to go over our program here. Shout out to everybody who's been talking George and Six Slayer and Ashley, aka Weekly Planet, Only One Jelly, PD14. See you guys there. I haven't forgotten. Just, are uh, just moving through the program.
2: Yeah. Try not to break stride, but trust me, we see you.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, I guess he's Booker of the Year by default, is the best way that I would be able to put it. Yeah. Because yeah, everyone else's booking was worse and he was more
2: creative. He
1: had more to lose also.
2: Took uh, more risks. I kinda I kinda felt too. Like certain things he tried and it was just like this could work or this couldn't. But let's see what happens Instead, he's going with the safe old bit.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, Booker of the Year. He said he quoted as saying, uh, thank you to everyone working in AEW, to the W O N F four W readers who voted me 2020 Booker of the Year plus Promoter of the Year. Uh, the only other times that anyone won both in the same year were Vince three times 98 to 1,000 and Baba two times 90 to 91. I dreamed of this day for decades. Thank you all so much. Yeah, were you going to ask a question, Jellie? Jellie? asked if he asked a question. Yeah, and he never <laughs> asked a question. Yeah, ask away. Yeah, no, no, a question never appeared.
2: Yeah, I guess he was waiting for a response on that one. Oh, uh-huh, well, that's polite. Yeah. It is lost in this world now.
1: hmm. Uh in other news, William Regal's son, apparently,
2: did you know about this guy, Bailey Matthews? Yeah, I'd heard that he had been coming. He that he was um getting ready to come to NXT UK. Yeah, and apparently he uh
1: he had a debut match and then he had like a promo afterwards. Yeah. Well, that's second
2: generation. going getting it boy
1: Yeah, I haven't even seen him or heard of him yet. So I guess this will be the first time that I'm seeing him here.
6: Bailey, congratulations on your WWE NXT UK debut against Tyler Bate. You didn't pick up the win tonight, but how are you feeling? I feel good that I was able to hang in there with him. I wanted to win, but at the end of the day, it's Tyler Bate I'm up against, the first UK champion. As much as I tried my hardest, I just wasn't enough. And I'm going to have to keep putting in all the work and all the effort to get there. The only way to beat him, I think, is uh, to keep moving up. Make my way back
5: here. And finally, win against
6: him. Perfect. Thank
1: you. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't remind me of Regal.
2: <laughs> no, nah, that's not one of those ones where you see the resemblance right away. But... No, nah, not at all. they been good for him, though. Eh?
1: Yeah. Very cool. I'll share that with you guys on the social medias here for anyone who wants to see it on demand.
2: Yeah. I mean, freaking, I don't know if we had mentioned it previously, but holy shit. Congratulations, Walter. Uh, not too long ago, officially is now the new longest reigning UK champion. I think he's dancing at around 700 days currently. So.
1: Hey, congratulations, COVID. Right. He hasn't been around to be booked to do anything. He's just kind of <laughs> held it. You know, I've held my belt for my pants just as long.
2: You know what the bad part of it is with Walter? I feel like even with the Kobe, he probably would have still made it. Mm-hmm.
1: So we didn't talk about this last week because they talked about it tonight on Raw, but wow. Oscar. Had some toothless aggression, huh?
2: Man, I you know what it was. I saw it happen, and in my head, I was like, "No way, no fucking way!" Lo and behold, the next day on the dirt sheets, I see it, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?"
1: She kicked the shit out of
2: her. I heard it too, but I didn't realize how hard she really. Look, you see hit her. her
1: tooth go flying out of her mouth.
2: Because what was weird is when I saw this happen. I remember they I saw them checking on her. So I'm like, okay, she got she definitely got hit harder than planned. And then Oscar just looked off for the rest of the match. Yeah, I showed Stasis that she
1: said the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth.
2: Oh <laughs> my god. Write it down. <laughs> Fuck six. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember sucks. when she accidentally when, when went for the Oscar lock. I remember she was just like she looked like she was she looked like she was using it more to try to stand up straight than anything else. That is rough. Oof
1: the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth.
2: It took everything I had not to write that down and start laughing.
1: Yeah, it ain't ballet, as they say.
2: Kick the shit out of her.
1: Her tooth is gone.
2: Oh well, them bitch better had my money kicked.
1: Yeah, Brick couldn't have done a better job.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh man, Brick couldn't have done a better job That's messed up oh my Yeah, rest God. in peace Oscar's tooth I know She's gonna be like Natty Unless they were already uh, Replacements or whatever But yeah, they said that she's out No shit, she's out on injury
2: No, no damn girl got a head kicked off
1: <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll fix it up But for the time being, yeah. she's out while they do You know,
2: they anything to... they do like Cesaro Have a start wearing a mouth guard
1: No just don't kick her in the mouth. You know, it's way more guardy. In my <laughs> opinion, you know, just avoid kicks to the mouth. I wonder if Shayna gets heat for that.
2: <laughs> I doubt it. They never give heat when it's actually deserved nowadays.
1: Does she deserve it? I mean, it's an accident. I like she meant to go kick somebody's face in.
2: Yeah, she didn't mean to kick. She, Shayna's usually pretty good at pulling her kicks. I've really never seen her shoot, kick somebody that hard before. So, yeah, it had to be an accident. Does she
1: have a history of doing shit like that to people?
2: No, not at all. I think this is the first instant, to my knowledge, I think, even the whole time she's been in WWE, County NXT, something like that's happened.
1: Hmm. Yeah, brutal.
2: Gotta be a little careful. Pull them kicks a little bit, trainer.
1: Yeah, you really do. Don't want anything bad to happen there. But yeah, don't forget, we're going to be doing our AW Revolution voting poll tonight, guys. We're going to go over all of the results. We're going to do everything as far as uh the weeklies and all of that stuff as a matter of fact we're going to be going into that effective now since we're now going into our second hour here Uh, we might loop back around to grab some more news um but for the time being i do want to take care of some of the weeklies and knock them out of the box uh let's see how should we handle this this fucking pile of weeklies that i have sitting in front of me
5: Trip, you know what you just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, uh, here we go.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the follow. Esporus Desiree. Uh, okay, so we can start out.
6: Chip, you like, know what?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, you just go. made the list.
5: Oh, no. Oh, here we go. go, no. uh, here we go.
1: <laughs> Hamilton, Tashala. I'm just going to say, I might have messed it up, but hey.
5: Chip, you know what? Uh, you just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, uh, here we go. Sammy <laughs> and
1: Dan. Thank you, Sammy Nadan, for the. Follow there. So yeah, the first thing that we're going to go over will be NXT.
5: Chip, you know what?
1: You just made the list. Oh
5: no! Oh, here we go.
1: (laughs) Merlin Francisco.
5: Chip, you know what?
1: I waited. You just made
5: the list. Oh no!
1: Here we go. (laughs) Thank you for the follow. The list grows. I'm kind of nervous because I really i'm going to the weeklies because of how much Chip, you know what leave. you Sin. just made
5: the list oh no oh, here we go you, young
1: p simon sometimes i feel like it's a troll thing i appreciate it but sometimes i feel like it's a it's a troll thing thank you young p simon for the follow
5: trip you know what <laughs> you just I made know. the list oh no oh here we
2: go thank you mss follow Yo, you motherfuckers over here synchronizing they watch the relationship
5: trip you know what <laughs>
2: You braced yourself. You somewhere. just made the you list. Did it. We loved it. Oh no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> I didn't move. <laughs> Thank you for the follow. is the show the it. T Rex in Jurassic Park? Maybe if I move, it won't
5: pop. Tip, you know what? You just it's made the list. Careless man. Oh no! Oh, here
2: we go. <laughs> Thank you for the follow. Yeah, we blowing up on Facebook.
1: Holy shit! Yeah, a lot of people watching the call. Tip, you know what? Call of Duty AJ, you just made the list. AJ oh no! Oh, here we go. Good intermission. It was like a close to the hour mark, a little over the hour mark, I guess. I should have. Trip, you know what? Whole thing. Gospel you just Elena. made the
5: list. Ah! Oh, no. Oh, here we go.
2: <laughs> Much appreciate. It's like a game for them now. I feel.
5: Chip, you know what?
2: Mick Wazoo. You just made
5: the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> all
2: right, y'all good? Y'all good?
5: Chip, <laughs> you know what? Nope, <laughs> you just made the, the list. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> Zanisha. Come on, Kevin guys! Yeah, system. Let's Moondragon. go. dragon. <laughs> That's a cool name. I like that one. Right. Nice name. Oh.
2: Okay, we made it. All right, cool.
1: That gave me some time to just sip my drink over here.
2: <laughs> I guess I guess I take a drink real breaks during that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that definitely works. But yeah, you know what? We'll segue here. Let's intermission for the uh before we hit the weekly. Screw that. Hey uh, yeah
0: want to chat with the guys, then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Talkbrunch.com. Served hot.
1: NXT. This week finally brought us Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. After tons of trying to avoid him and superstitions, it happened. And uh, the finish to this match is Gargano passing out in the code of silence. Ain't that a bitch? A big bitch. And uh, I did like in the beginning the Gargano. Gargano's chants are really killing me, man. I love when he was with... Uh, when he did that little chant with all of them. When he's like, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, we like it. Get it? I that's the way.
6: I fucking
2: dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause it to stop laughing.
1: Yeah, incredible. Uh, the grizzled young veterans beat up MSK backstage. You can jump in here if there's anything that you want. I'm just going by my own program here. doesn't anything I happen to. It stood out to me. Uh, Isaiah Swerve winds up attacking Leon Ruff, being the bastard that he is, resolidifying his position as a heel. Ah, Cameron Grimes doing that Ted DiBiase basketball gimmick. That's the reason why Virgil got Virgil's attention. (laughs) You know, he's doing this Ted DiBiase. What?
3: What?
1: What is? What is that? What is going on here? I I, I felt like as much as I liked the Cameron Grimes thing, I felt like by the third time they did it, it like overstayed its welcome.
2: Yeah, yeah, they should have done that once, maybe twice,
1: but the third time it was like, yo, what? What? like after i was like three times i was like all right you're trying my patience ww let me bring it up a clip on screen for anybody that, that, that didn't catch it so that they'll know what i'm talking about here or at least do my best to bring up the clip
5: enough time is money man that ted dibiase he's one smart guy with enough money you can humiliate anyone and i got a whole lot of money <laughs> hey son cameron <laughs> grimes
2: right here has something he wants you to try you up for a challenge? Sure. Great. Take this basketball.
0: All right, let me see what I got here for you. was $1,000 for uh, 10 dribbles for that old basketball oh man? 10 dribbles like a million dollar man. Yeah, yeah, you think you can do it, 10 dribbles? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> One, two,
5: three, four, five, six, seven,
0: eight, nine, ten? But I didn't think he was actually going to be able to do it. Didn't he? That's why the million-dollar man picks the, picks the ball out.
2: Yeah, like, what how does he forget that? The, I love how the guy corrects now, can't him me. he
0: thinks he's smarter than
5: Cameron This ain't over yet.
1: This ain't over. God, it's still funny, but then when they did it a couple more times, it was like, all right, you motherfuckers, you're always staying, hands on welcome. Just, you know, there's a lot of wrestling. <laughs> you know, don't try my
2: patience. Yo. When this ends with Ted DiBiase showing up in NXT, I swear I'm dying. It probably will. I, I'm calling. I'm, I'm calling it in the air.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um uh, Io is
2: poor fucking.
1: Well, Io Shirai versus Zoe Stark.
2: Oh yeah, this match was. Oh,
1: this was a good one. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. Uh, Io Shirai is starting to overshoot that moonsault a bit, though. You know,
2: yeah, her aim is slightly off on that reason. Double
5: knees, now looking for
3: the finishing touch
5: way. to the top, looking for the over the
1: barely <laughs> catches them. know, it's like just hang- hanging in there, hanging in there. You know, uh, afterwards we have Tony Storm. After she goes over, Tony Storm comes out antagonizing EO, telling her that she's scared, and EO does, the will fight you anywhere, anytime, any place.
2: Yeah, so looks like they're heading towards a one-on-one collision.
1: Hmm. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Backstage more Gargano weirdness because uh in the heart well what did she say? She thought that Dexter Loomis was kinda hot and Gargano's like uh he's like, What do you say? And like he's pissed off at freaking <laughs> theory and he's he's gonna send the kids to therapy, so great. We're gonna get a backstage therapy set session. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh my god. And then where you were very anxious to go, Casey Zahro versus zaya Lee, uh and Ziya Lee essentially drives Casey face first into the steel steps and she like steps on her leg I mean she takes her unconscious like she fucks her up pretty badly and you know? we'll bring it up on screen and describe it as, as we go through this here
6: right. Right now, Ziya Ziya Lee, like this been able to stuff. Stop her. Kenzaro throwing everything that she's got left in her can zero now flip right to the lower back into the cover
5: to try to yeah, put yeah,
1: away of so the offense the get- but when does she get her I know it was somewhere around here Right. Yeah, it's when she goes to the outside here that she drives her into the steps, right? She catches her off of that splash. Yeah. And she almost counters there. And then she reverses that, drives her into the steps here. And yeah, then this is when they do the thing. Which I, I think at the, the, this point, the dirt sheets just one clicks because they reported this as a broken leg too. I'm
2: telling you, that's all it is. Let me guess, one normal rings eye wasn't it?
1: Yeah, when well, she does this thing oh. here. Boo, don't break a ninja's leg.
3: That is dishonorable.
1: The match is thrown on his eye. kicks Casey unconscious, right? Kick the shit. <laughs> uh, we got to stick around for the kick, right?
2: Of course, we have to stick around for these shoot karate kicks, yeah.
1: She just tells people, look, if you're lower in the car than me, you just got to take it. Let's see if we can hear this one.
2: Oh, my God.
6: You
0: want to be a ninja?
6: Holy Casey, hair!
1: I've never heard of any Gaijin ninjas. This is too far. You're a Gaija.
3: You're a Can
6: hear Kane again screaming on the outside. Like
1: uh, dragging her away. Dragged her away like the villain in an 80s movie. The refs are running slower than she's able to drag.
5: Do no
1: <laughs> you notice that how come the refs always look like in Monty Python and the Holy Grail when Lancelot's running towards the castle?
5: Like are they ever gonna get here? <laughs> oh
1: my god. Oh, uh, refs
3: would
2: run at Baywatch speed and I don't know why.
1: Yeah, let's get the kick in there already. I-, I know I jumped ahead, but that's how little I wanna fucking stick around for this segment. Yeah, you guys are terrible bodyguards. <laughs> you know, you're terrible bodyguards. And she goes back to her or uh, whatever. Wow. So what do you think of the new aggressive? Where does she beat the fuck out of her?
2: Yo, her ass would scare me. Yeah. Every week I watch NXT, I'm like, all right, who's going to get it this week? And every time I see who's, who's, who's across the cross ring from her, I'm like, oh, this poor baby don't know what she signed up for. They didn't know they would go assassinate her tonight. <laughs> Signs up to be hurt. Like, this you put that bitch in her hurt business. That's fucking. This motherfucker don't charge or nothing. Just whoop ass and go home. hmm. Yeah. Because i be walking to NXT talking about something. I like to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I don't get bubble gum.
1: Yeah. All those people and she still manages to take her out. It's unbelievable. You know
2: what
3: I'm like,
1: like, you guys could not protect like I, this one it, girl.
2: It's so funny. Look at the Kane and I'm like, bitch, where were you? You're like this me. whole thoroughbred ass whooping you just.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still like this Ayali stuff, though.
2: Yeah. That change did her quite a bit of good.
1: Let's see if we could get the kick. I still haven't been able to get the kick shot.
2: Yeah, I don't understand. It love the we should come
1: stomping you. back there. Well, what is this? What is this? I want to talk to this person.
5: Wait, don't you, boy. Get out of my way. Get out of my way, boy. Get out of my way. I didn't know
1: what oh. you were talking about. You left her You left Oh, shit. The kick, they just call it the kick It should never have another name Everybody know what you're talking about Oh, that right. kick, the <laughs> kick
4: The kick Not a kick, the kick mm-hmm.
1: Uh, The grizzled young veterans go over Drake Maverick and Killian Dane With Ticket to Mayhem uh, Karrion Kross beats up Mendoza And Joaquin Wilde before his match starts With uh, freaking Phantasma Yeah, and, no DQ match Yeah, and uh he really beat the shit out of those guys, huh? Yo, he fucked them up. <laughs> yeah, I never thought they that, were that, that bad. That,
2: that, that, that was like when Orton used to beat up the Singh brothers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this, this, this isn't, this isn't. I was waiting for him to make the face when he fucked him up and dropped one too hard. Like,
1: yeah, nah, he's a brutal dude. You know,
2: not did he, didn't help he was beating up on Cruiseways too. Huh?
1: Yeah, now this fat this fight spilled to the outside. This is them battling by the forklift area, coming to blows here. You know, at least he, It's funny, though, because they still were factors into the match, right? Even though he attacked them in the beginning.
2: <laughs> right. They never went away. Yeah, they never go away after, they, after they people like, attacked they, them. They were like cockroaches. you know. They this never part to killed me when he got in the fucking truck. That's great. The motherfucker came up with a pickaxe. He was like, yo, why is that just lying around?
1: Of all the places, right? Like, do <laughs> pickaxes lie under trucks like that?
2: Like, right, like, why is it just in that spot? <laughs> Look at that. some scary shit right there. Yeah, like I every, time I run, every time I walk by a pickup like that, I'm going to just look under it and see if there's a pickaxe under there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, look at that. That's when he fucks these guys up. Yeah, you may as well come fight too, right? You saw how Very it fucked up for your mm-hmm.
2: buddy. The only way it's just going to be fair at this point.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, there was this nasty Saito suplex through the announce table. want to see if yeah, I, I can find is. I don't know if I have well. the, t- the spot properly time Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't think I've seen that done before.
1: Not through the announce table.
2: Like I've I've seen it that Doomsday Site Deal from almost anywhere, but I've never seen him do it to the announce table.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find it. But yeah, that was brutal, man. I mean, you either have to know how to take that or or I don't right. know what, what the fuck you're supposed to do. Whoops, sorry about that. I don't have it yet. But yeah, when I saw that, I thought that's a bit of a risky move. Oh, wait, there we go. Give me a second here. I'm bringing it up, I promise. Yeah, look at this, man.
5: The carnage, all the metal. Cross,
1: Oh! oh. Saito suplex! <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: <laughs> Holy
1: shit. Finish with a running forearm to the back of Escobar's skull.
2: Yeah, it's this new finisher that he's been using since he come back. He doesn't finish people with the jack or the Saito anymore. It's a forearm to the back of the head.
1: Yeah, he skulls you
2: like this fucking execution
1: you have the Adam Cole explanation where he comes out and uh but he's not really sorry about what happened like first uh like he does that whole fake thing which was pretty obvious like he's fake crying and he wanted to low blowing Roderick he wanted things to go back to normal all that shit Finn Balor comes out specifically just to get super kicked by him
2: I love how he hit him with like the freaking Jericho and Michaels from Mania 19 <laughs> That was my exact thought when he hit that low blow.
1: Yeah, so that was NXT in a nutshell. I have to say I, this this NXT wasn't very eventful, in my opinion. I didn't have as much enjoyment of it as the past few weeks. This one felt a it was little kind bit of dry. Just
2: like a streamlined NXT.
1: Yeah, like a little bit uneventful. There were some cool spots, nice sequences, but uh, as much as it's my favorite show of the week, not this week.
2: Yeah, but, but I mean. This um Wednesday coming up which could be pretty entertaining because uh both Dusty Classic winners will be getting their title shots. Yeah, so we're gonna have two tag title matches this Wednesday. Uh huh.
1: And before we get into Dynamite, we're gonna go back into the AEW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament. where We're still in the first bracket here with round with uh first round match being Nyla Rose against Tay Conti, with Nyla going over with the Beast Bomb. Uh, I
2: think she has one of my favorites to power bombs.
1: Yeah, it looks good. Looks really good. Like her,
2: that beast bomb looks that that move looks like it sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very brutal. Very, very brutal. I'm surprised with some of the booking that happened here, but we'll, we'll talk about it as we go through it. Um, they had the uh next match of the semifinals was uh Emi Sakura being accompanied by May Saruga and Yame mori uh, against Yuki Saz- sakazaki Uh finish being yuka going over with the crucifix pin. And uh yeah, this this tournament, as you get deeper and deeper into it, gets better and better. That's something yeah. that I could say about it with a uh, absolute confidence. There was like a lot of cool stuff that was happening here, and
2: like, I'm I can't wait to see how this ends.
1: <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I'm gonna bring up a spot here. This is Yuko almost kills Emmy here. Let me see if I could get this correct for you guys. Yeah, right here. Look at this shit.
3: Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh, cool. oh.
2: That was Woo. all head. Been caught all temple.
1: All head. They had a really nice sequence I want to bring up. It wasn't specifically a spot, but the way these girls work, this is the way I wish that all women wrestling was in AEW, but obviously it is not. But uh, yeah, they had this really nice Swinging up even heavier elbow strike, really rolling
6: elbow block there.
1: Look at this. It's so cool.
6: Backslide. Yuka rolled through. Emi Sakura thinking Mahi straw, but Yuka avoids it. Hits the front face kick. Great counter. There comes Yuka. Oh, the sliding, sliding lariat was avoided by Emi Sakura, but the chops and the clothesline combination. One, two, no. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow, he's really so good. close. Watch this. Look oh. Emmy looking for the Mahi straw. Yuka rolled all the way through. Oh, now instead. go back to that dragon. She don't have a hand clap.
1: Yeah, that's dope.
6: Yeah.
1: Well, nice sequence Yo, Yuka there. Yuka is fast. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, and, uh, I I thought, had, there, were, there were moments where she would get in the running sequences. I'd have a hard time keeping up with her.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, after uh, Yuka goes over, the idols come out to beat her up. And then Hikaru Shida comes in to save her for the save. So, almost forgot she was still the champion. You know, yeah,
2: we ain't seen her around in a
1: minute. Yeah, and yeah, she came in looking like a badass. Taking too
6: kindly to this to this loss, and now just a three on one beatdown. But look at this! Whoa, Sheeta! That's Sheeta, right I think That was Sheeta. Yeah, yeah. The AEW Women's World Champion Hikaru Shida. coming to the assistance of Yuka Sakazaki, the very woman who might face her on March seventh at Revolution. You see that look, right?
1: Yeah, look at that. That main character look.
2: Mm-hmm. That motherfucker, you <laughs> forgot about me, bitch. I just came back from Snakeway. Fuck all of y'all.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I fell up that bitch twice on the way here. Fuck with me.
1: Oh, too good, man. Too good.
2: <laughs> it was a cool thing I could do. I was like, fuck it. No, I'm gonna go there.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I've been thoroughly entertained by this.
3: Yeah.
2: This has been great.
1: And, uh, this kind of goes into the next match in a little bit. You get a little bit more of her because, uh, the next semi-final match has Aja Khan going against Ryu Mizunami. Finishes being real, leg drops, uh, freaking Kong on the back of, her, of, of the head at ringside and then winds up getting her counted out. Like she's essentially on the apron and she leg drops her head and she's just out there and she gets counted out. Uh, clever move if you're going up against a monster, I guess. But right. one of my favorite things that she did, uh, was when she had that block and she inadvertently winds up using freaking uh she she winds up using Hikaru Shida holding the block. So In a what you guys about.
6: Well, referee Tommy's he's gonna have to get she to She's like, oh it Shida. Oh! <laughs> driving tsunami <laughs> <grill, laughs> <laughs> head first into the trash can that was held by the AEW <laughs> women's world champion Hikaru Shida. Ding
2: it was so funny because she had a moment where she was like, oh, shit. I, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she had that look like when you're playing like something like Dark Souls or shit with a friend and you re- and you forget the friendly fire is active. <laughs> you shoot a boom. Oh, shit. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Next, we get the uh, United States first round match of Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, being accompanied by Rebel Better known as Rebby at this point Or Reba rather yeah, Reba. Against um uh, This this girl's name was Madi Renkowski Finished being the lockjaw After um and then after she lockjawes her She She basically curb stomps her And then draws graffiti all over Essentially the graffiti she draws is Thunder Rosa's tattoo She does like a mock version of Thunder Rosa's tattoo Sort of sending a message to Thunder Rosa That she's going to see her later on in the tournament which pisses me off. We're going to get into why. But before we do, we now go into AEW Dynamite. Which uh, we're going to do bullet points because, again, we still have to do the votes at the end of this entire thing. We're going to wrap the hell up. Uh But the opening match is completely irrelevant. Moxley kills Ryan Nemeth. Job guy match. He's already in the ring. No music. No charisma. They have their first jobber. They haven't had jobbers in AEW. This counts as one. You know, I'm hearing that there were complaints that this guy's matches went long several times when they didn't want him to. Maybe they're punishing his ass because his match with Moxley certainly didn't go long.
2: Say, like, motherfucker, you are not your brother. Relax.
1: Phoenix and Lance Archer have the weirdest fight slash breakup I've ever seen. I had to rewind it to make sure. I'm like, wait a minute. Run that shit back. Like, did they just break up? Like, I didn't think it was going to escalate. Let me see if I fucking bring this up, man. It's like the laziest breakup I've ever seen.
5: It's the Murder Hawk Monster, and next week because they have
1: to face each other, right?
5: <laughs> next week, Alex, there's no reason for me to qualify because the Murder Hawk Monster is going to kick brady Phoenix's ass.
0: Alex
1: Marvel, Alex, Alex Marvel was just talking about how
0: is peor, how much chemistry they had. That's how they started. El
5: peor compañero, él peor compañero.
0: Díselo, por favor, por favor, what, dile, what dile, dile,
5: dile, dile. What is Tell me what he's saying. And don't sí, por favor, don't dile. sugarcoat this. Dizel. Tell me what the hell he's saying. He
6: says you're the worst partner that he's ever had.
5: <laughs> I'm the worst, the worst partner. The worst. I'm the worst yes. partner. Yes. You
6: want to my Lance Archer and Ray Phoenix failing to agree on who was the cornerstone of their tag team success. Fu-
2: it was just a so- cameraman, man. Right? That escalated quickly. All <laughs>
6: right. <laughs>
1: We have the Varsity Blondes against uh, Starks and Cage. Um, and, man, this Starks hits these nasty power bombs against that ring post, huh? <laughs> Yo,
2: that shit looked so not fun. Yeah, like, what is that? Are you he trying to kill people with that? Hey, you never know. You're like, motherfucker, we gotta make room. Bye-bye. Yeah, don't make room
1: like that. Yeah, I'll bring it up here. You guys take a look at this freaking this ring post bump this guy takes. Get this shit. Listen to this.
5: I agree with that. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Terrible. Terrible. He's okay, trying to kill people. Yeah, he tries to take motherfuckers out. No fucks are given <laughs> in house cage. You know. Uh, cage goes over with the dro claw. And then afterwards, Sting comes out. And it's weird because they do one of those black and white videos. I get it now. I didn't get it when I was watching it. I was trying to understand what am I watching and why am I watching it. Because they put this video up. I realize now that that video was a foreshadow because I'm like, what am I watching? Sting's driving in the desert and they unzip it and it's Darby, Sting face paint and he smiles and that was it. I was like, okay, what the hell was the point of that? I love, did you, did you hear Taz's reaction here? He here?
6: He's dragging a the, body bag! Who could be in there?
1: Listen he to Taz here about? when they open a body bag. Oh, but we
6: did see Derby!
5: Taz is the reaction. smiling
6: in the video. Yeah, he sure did, but he looks like he's in this bag here, and I gotta smile. I'm Hook. Hook. Taz is your son, Hook. What kind of shit is <laughs> with Hook and
2: Reactions are fantastic and What the hell kind of shit? <laughs> it's
1: funny because watching it the first time, he he was on my train of thought too because I wasn't expecting Hook. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. They showed me Even Darby, now, so I was expecting. Oh
2: Hook was in there.
1: They were showing me Darby, so I was expecting Darby. But then it made sense when it was Hook. It was like, oh. <laughs> we were just showing <laughs> you what, what we're going to do to Hook.
2: <laughs> what kind of shit? That was fucking amazing said, What the hell kind of shit is
1: And you know what's cool about this? Darby is the one that flew from the rafters. The it's not freaking back. It's Darby Allen. Look
6: at yeah. Him.
3: Yeah.
6: Allen the with a take it to the team. It's head.
1: awesome, right? For it to be. Is this is okay. Like you're young. and You have your whole life ahead, of you, you can die. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> Darby's fucking indestructible. Now, exactly
1: yeah he does crazy shit anyway in all seriousness so that had
2: basically. to be so cool like, I, I refuse to believe that it did not take everything Darby had not to start popping in the middle of that air
1: yeah that is really great
2: awesome and mm-hmm. I love that like Darby did a sting inspired half of his face paint
1: yeah yeah that was cool man it was really cool I'm enjoying nope. this I like I'm really feeling the sting and Darby vibe I will say that much
2: it That's really fun. does feel like a past meets present type thing.
1: Yeah, that I'm enjoying myself with that. You know, even even Sting, but yeah, it's it's smarter, isn't it? Weird that we're okay for the younger guy who has his whole life ahead of him to come flying. But last week when we heard that it was going to be Sting up there, I was like, oh, I'm not sure, man. Like I don't know if Sting. You know, should...
2: you know what it is? because we realized that if the younger guy falls in this case, Darby'll just shake it off and move.
1: No, no, he won't. There's no <laughs> shaking off that fall. You better be fucking attached. <laughs> You know that's why I didn't feel comfortable. I'd be fine with him just appearing out of a mist of smoke, the way Jeff Hardy used to do when he was a heel.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we all talk about
2: those days, right? Another <laughs> mean, No,
1: another no, mean.
2: I knew you
3: could fucking do it. <laughs> I'll
1: never forget watching the Thanksgiving one. My friend was here, and like he came out like at the table where Hogan was, and I was like, "This Thanksgiving, he shouldn't be misting, and it's Jeff Hardy. He shouldn't be misting anywhere." Remember you at Thanksgiving out of mist? <laughs> DNA Jeff Hardy had Alucard powers Isn't that incredible <laughs> I don't know what was more incredible The fact that he obtained Card powers or the fact that Everyone in the entire TNA Backstage was just accepting of it Nobody reacted To someone who knew Jeff Hardy previously Before his Alucard powers That's now seeing him missed into rooms You know like no one ever went what the fuck You know okay. ever I'm People I'm were just like oh that's Jeff, Jeff. He would just That
2: psh- motherfucker <laughs> with the Alucard Enigma <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is much cooler. Yeah, this was dope. This was, i love that like it's uh, Sting doing it. He gave Darby that that moment mm-hmm. because it, it's one of the like it's one of the things that Sting is most well known for, which is coming down from the rafters and then he points to the rafter, and It's fucking Darby. Like, yeah, and Sting looks good, man. He's in great shape. He looks fantastic. I'm telling you, the last time I saw almost Rick when they did Flair's birthday, when they're building towards Batista and Triple H, and that motherfucker was fat. <laughs> like no real shit that man had like a freaking dad on a sunday night beer gut. like you
1: yeah, know he got in better shape everybody's been doing that ddp yoga yeah, it, it must be easier with ddp safe. being here right look, yeah he looks really good though. i wasn't expecting man. i never thought i would see sting look like Looked at the stinger splash here i felt like i was fucking a kid right. again he, when he, he did this
2: i love how he, i love how you can see a second where he got excited like oh motherfucker. that's incredible
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's wonderful that. shit a right there. You, you knew he was setting up for the Scorpion death drop here. See, old people can still kick ass. That's the moral of the story.
2: Everything he people. does still looks good. Yeah, loved it.
1: So that's mm-hmm. a good utilization of a legend. Instead of Randy Orton just bitch slapping him around. No matter if Sting would have still
2: been same. in WWE, that's what he would have done. I'm telling you, if Sting would have been in WWE, he would have already lost to freaking everybody from freaking Mojo Rawley to the guy in catering by now. <laughs> because they gotta remind us that they beat WCW.
1: So Hager <laughs> Hager goes over Brandon Cutler. Right? No surprise there. But then afterwards the heels are beating him up. And Ortiz was it Ortiz or Santan? You gotta look at this man. Not to bet be nitpicky here. Let me see if I could bring this shit a little bit back. Okay. Watch how he gets... Oh wait. oh. Let me fix the audio real quick. One sec. There we go. Okay, watch how he gets in the ring here, man. Watch the right.
6: Oh Okay.
1: Just look at the right here.
6: Jake Hager making short. I'm
1: gonna put this big for a minute so that you can see.
6: Brandon Cutler. And oh, look at this! The inner circle
5: <laughs> coming to the ring. to boy. The, <laughs> <circle. laughs> <laughs> you know
2: the bad part is. The only reason I didn't pick anything of it is because it's Ortiz goofy ass, <laughs> he fucking fell. Oh, I'm it th- weird shit, so it's just like I didn't think anything. Oh my god! Like, for, like in my head, I've seen him do so much funny shit. It's believable that I will get in the ring. Oh my god! You can't tell your Ortiz don't make you laugh. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah,
1: Stasis caught that. That was hilarious. And then and then on uh, the inner circle, we got the Jericho thing that happens here.
5: Of your boys. They really get home with
1: me. I mean, you know, I have actually have they they released the official clip here. Uh which I'll share to you guys. Let's run that instead so you can get like a better general summary of the
5: stuff. Yo, Chris Jericho. MJF. Hey boys, we don't have to wait until revolution. How about you get your stupid asses down to this ring right here right now. That's pretty pretty
6: late out Whoa. there. Jericho and MJF being called out by the Bucks. Looks like we're gonna have it right now. Yeah, we got a fight on our hands. What I thought we did. We're awaiting the arrival of Jericho and hey, Bucks! Bucky
5: boys up here! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would we waste our time coming to the ring to see you face-to-face, when in a few weeks we're going to beat the living hell out of you at Revolution and become the new a of Tag Team Champions, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, but there's a matter at hand. We saw someone wandering around backstage before, and we wanted to know. Does this belong to you? Oh no! Does it belong hell? to you? <laughs> huh? No, Papa, but I couldn't help but tell you. Every time you get teary-eyed and you so proud of your boys, it really get home with me. I mean, from the backyard to superstar, and... but look, baby, should you get closer, right? Oh, you yeah, can get closer. Look. Oh,
5: come on, Papa. You starved a bitch. Look, it's just so nick. Aren't you proud? Oh, what's no. proud? Look, Papa Buck, I'm so rude. You can't play favorites, buddy. The Apple your, own, Max? How your other oh, son? Huh? How about Max? Say hi to for me. Gonna... Yeah, it's like you can't play favorites.
2: I love how
1: bloody the Young box sign in the background.
5: Call a doctor, or even better, come back here and pick up your trash. See you, boys of Revolution. Let's go.
6: MJF and Jericho have gone too far.
2: Ouch. Daddy beat your daddy up and say, You pick him up from the ball. I knew something was gonna
1: happen when I saw them hugging him in the beginning, and they were all like, We're proud of you. And I said, Oh boy, they're setting up poor Papa Buck. <laughs>
2: like, Here we go.
1: That's the end of Papa Buck. And it was Big Money Matt. Was it him who beat up uh, one of the was it Evil Uno he beat up?
2: No, it wasn't Evil Uno. I believe it was let's see which one it was. It was uh, five Allen
1: Angels. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Stop wearing these fucking masks.
2: (laughs) At least they put numbers on. them. I mean, they could have been like that one. I
1: mean, the fucking Power Rangers at least put shapes, man.
2: (laughs) And look at them now. CGI. (laughs) One
5: more time. Head first thrown in
6: there by big money Matt Hardy. As you can tell right now, the doctors are attending to Alan Angels. Right now, let's go to Alex Marvez catching up with Kenny Omega.
1: Was anything good with the Kenny Omega part? I don't even remember. I killed it right when that was coming up. No, really, none, right? None, none. That's That's special. special. I don't have to see Kenny Omega every week, right? Oh, yeah. Weren't they doing what the hell were they doing? They're working backstage at a wood at a workshop or something.
2: Oh yes, yes, because um, Omega is building some kind of contraption. Right, right.
1: The, the, the Moxley whatever death trap. We don't know thing. it,
2: and I kind of, I kind of like that because it's calling back to um, not only their first encounter, you um, know, in that lights out match, but it. Also, a callback to uh, that beat the episode of Being the Elite that came out after when they show him building that little freaking bar wire contraption that he pulled out. Right. Okay. So, he's basically teasing that he's coming with another one.
1: Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. So, Britt Baker has a match against Nyla Rose. This goes back into the AEW Women's Tournament. The defense being Nyla going over with the Beast Bomb in a really good match.
2: This was fantastic. This might be one of my favorite Brit Baker matches.
1: Yeah, it was really physical. Uh, you know, every, it, it looked really good. Um, you know, solid stuff. My issue is that what was the point of this? Like Brit's the person who they've been pushing. She even graffitied on that other girl to send the message to Thunder Rosa for the finals. And Thunder Rosa versus Brit at the finals would have made sense with the booking, and it was
2: Nyla Rose. Yeah, see, it seems like they're building for Thunder and Rosa, not necessarily to make it make it to the finals. But like they're going to be they're Basically, their business isn't done.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I thought that was a little bit odd. We went with that like, I could see, else.
2: I could see, um, Britt costing Rosa, her match. And then that builds to another match between those two. So, uh, Lance Archer
1: has a match against Phoenix. You know what that means.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> the qualifier for the face of the revolution. ladder match.
1: Yep. So, without further ado, let me just go ahead and just give you guys the crazy Phoenix uh, suicide of the week.
2: I love how he does it so much in a fucking segment. That is one.
6: Championship on the line! Oh my.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking dude,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is with this guy, <laughs>
6: What momentum in the follow through? Rather it be inadvertent or not. Was settling. Look at this. Bam. All the way through. Lands on his feet.
1: Insane. Absolutely insane.
2: There's an element, there's a level of fear that just does not exist in Phoenix.
1: Yeah. No, there definitely is. And there was more shit here because let me see if I could get it right here. Look at this. Look at this spot. This is when he jumps over Jake.
6: I don't think Knox saw what Jake did, but oh, look at
5: that. Almost died. Over
6: the back. With Ray phoenix
3: like the the nba dunk contest <laughs> jr man
6: dunking the ball yeah, <laughs> dunk like the ball. six four six five
2: i just love hearing jr shoot calls you know?
1: oh man incredible yeah no this phoenix phoenix is a highlight reel dude he makes my the, job the harder guy
2: is a walking highlight reel
1: yeah no he really is there was a lot of cool sequences in this we don't have time for all of them mainly because i want to get the fuck out of here but uh one that definitely has to be They can't go without bringing up will be the Spanish fly.
6: This is is really no man's land. Let me tell you. But look at this Phoenix though. Landing on the middle rope. Archer bouncing up top. Phoenix up top. Oh oh my God. The Spanish fly. What have we seen? Crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, good stuff, man. Archer goes over with the blackout, as he calls it.
2: Yep. Black and he is going to the, um, the, the face of the face of the Revolution qualified. the face of the Revolution ladder match.
1: Yeah, so it's looking good for him as far as that goes. Um, yeah, but
2: Phoenix once again put on a hell of a show. So
1: yeah, no, he definitely did. You know, I definitely did. Just wish he stopped diving all over the damn place.
2: I'm telling you, like at this point, I feel like what's, this is it's almost in the story of Phoenix's career. He'll go until he hurts himself. And even then, he'll just be like, mm. "Cause that's been the story of it with as long as I've been watching him. These companies will let him go because they know nine, probably about nine point nine times out of ten, he's fine. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even think Phoenix has much of a history of injuries, too. Something. So that brings us back
1: around to the AEW Women's Title eliminated Tournament. United States bracket still in the first round, but before we even get into that, they had a very interesting six-man tag team match of Emi Sakura, Maki Ito, and Veni against Hikaru Shida, Mei Suruga, and Rin Katakura finished being Shida going over Veni with the Tamashi, as you all know, her signature finisher here. This had nothing whatsoever to do with the tournament. It's just a match that they threw in here, and boy, am I glad that they did. Very good stuff. Feature
2: some of the chaos.
1: Yeah, really interesting stuff going on here. There's going to be some highlights, so just bear with me a minute to try to grab a few of them here. Uh Venny slapping, slapping the 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 fucking shit out of uh, Rin. I thought was not interesting the way that that looked. I bring it up here.
6: Getting our first look at Venny in this six person tag team matchup. Venny. Not impressed by the strikes of Rin Katakura. Vendi's got a lot of height, and she's got a lot of toughness. She's not even affected by those forearm shots.
5: Oh, oh God. Oh,
6: oh, oh. She <laughs> just broke her eardrum. She caught her
2: <laughs> She slapped behind Holy St. Mary Joseph and whoever the fuck you want to be. Shit her. Yeah,
1: she did. She really
2: did. That was one of them bitch better have my money slaps. Like, oh, mm. I forgot how loud that was.
1: May Saruga, I like the fact she's such a bitch she pushes she pushes her own tag team partner. She pushes a Karushita to take the tag. Like she's a tag slot. Watch this shit.
6: Ran Katakura charging in. Look Penny. at the corner, look Uh-oh. at Karushida in the top left, right? She gets spiked! I thought Venny was going to counter, but Rin Katakura able to bring her weight down Look. on the pendulum. And Sarugas <laughs> just shoved her partner. <laughs> she shoved Sheeta off the... She drilled with that that DDT. She the... So now, oh, is- oh. The springboard diving footstops to the
1: spine. And this is nasty up the... Up- up- Taking a book from, from cool, Daniel so Bryan.
6: great, great, great submission. Uh, awesome mutilation. bridge right here by this young
1: lady. Uh,
6: mutilation there, or the apple mutilation if you like from the big Don't
1: apple girl. Apple mutilation.
6: Venny, using that length though to get their foot.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought that was said, really no contact. Cool. So so much interesting. The idols being heels. I think when the idols being heels, when Emi Sakura having having what's her name there, Maki towards the heel with her, I love that stuff. There was this one double team spot they did. Did you see the AO spot that they did? That's obnoxious as fuck. Look at this.
6: So trained the woman but. she's in the ring with right now, Saruga. big advantage when you have that. As you know, X-Calvin you've trained. She
1: has her in a surfboard, and, and yeah, you, you know, right? she has her in a surfboard. You know, you one step ahead has her in a surfboard. She's rolling her. <laughs> While she's just. Watch this. She's on the outside.
6: Oh, wow. Look at this. Maki yeah. Ito putting those those uh, idle vocal skills to. Wow, she's really holding that note high. <laughs> I can't move. As the... oh, she's
1: not oh. and She's. She does a kakashi oh, to the surfboard.
6: Is uh, <laughs> she right hair with soft? I'm I'm not... Listen
1: to how obnoxious she stops wow. there. Listen, listen.
6: Look at this. Maki yeah. Ito putting those those uh, idle vocal skills to. Wow, she's really holding that note high. Not Did I oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <she's>... oh.
3: oh. <laughs> I just love it.
2: Yo, I popped so hard Go catch me. Oh, <laughs> That might have been the funniest part of the whole
1: Yo, they were this whole thing. These are the girls that we need, and I was cracking up throughout this whole thing. And it was it was good physical stuff going on, but there was like other other interesting things at the same time too.
2: They gave you a great physical match and made you laugh all in the same. Did you
1: see what she did to the rope break? I thought this was fun. This is such a heel thing. Look at how she breaks the ropes to the ref here. A
6: lot of people don't realize it hurts like hell. It yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, does. I it mean, really it's, does. It's a. Fundamental move as a part of pro wrestling because it's so effective. as Maki Ito wrenching back on May Saruga? Each five, five, son, so she so, <laughs> she, so the and then we're right back so to, is, to and it, and then she just You're destroying Tammy so Sakura it and Maki Ito punishing May oh,
2: Saruga. 5, 6, 7, 8 oh.
1: smiled then got a real dark look on her face and went right back to the hold she... <laughs> fun oh. stuff man. really fun stuff these girls are super creative oh my god Tony Khan need to keep them around holy yeah. shit
2: this is just a, a great sequence between to the two of them yeah. this to me is just some, some of the stuff that I like
1: watch the, this here the oh.
6: Chocolate Square perhaps the smallest venue in all the world well, we have a second, expat. I want to tell you, you did a great job on round one when you did solo announcing. It was phenomenal. Hey, thanks. Really, I really appreciate that. Oh, look at that, Mace it, rolling up. Not sure if anybody, not sure if anybody's told you in the company. I what' to actually the that. first I've heard of it. Uh Ruga up to that top, looking for. Oh, she was looking oh, for nice. the victory. A great bridge, avoiding contact from Emmy Sakura. Oh, here we go. Here we go, dude. Up. Oh, mm. Amy Sakura was looking for those angels' wings. Mm but big wind-up and a right elbow strike. The scoop. The and slammed and her. Slam. Jesus.
1: <laughs> cool stuff, man. I really like it. Really, really like it. And then at 23 minutes into this, they did what we would call the Leaning Tower of Tokyo, at least via Taz. Hell no. Oh. Oh. Watch this shit.
6: Great, great tag team offense there. And uh, I don't know (laughs) Whatever the hell it was It worked (laughs) It was an assisted splash Off the shoulders of Shida Leaning tower of Tokyo
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking
1: Taz man Uh, Really cool Really cool stuff here But yeah Sheeta goes over venue Via Tamashi Had a lot of fun with this that brings us to the um, Japanese bracket final match of Ryu Mizunami against Yuka Sakazaki, with the finish being Yuka going over. She had, like, a really nice driver. I'm not sure exactly what the hell that thing is called. Uh, yeah. I want to see if that has a name in the future. Okay, We can see what it looks like right now, though. I'm going to bring it up here. Okay. So here we go.
6: Japanese side. We're going to find out here. We got that inside hook. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yuka,
3: oh, oh, and she it hooks down. Legs.
6: one, That's two, three.
2: Crazy, right? Like it looked. It looked like some like form of like an exploder driver. Like,
1: yeah, really solid stuff, though. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they had some nice sequences too. This was more of a power brawler match, but I did like the uh, the triangle. There was like a deadlift triangle sequence that they did. Uh, it's
2: probably one of my favorite
1: spots. Yeah, I'll bring it up right here.
6: For, for maybe a victory roll. We're going to get suplex, dude. Yeah. Oh, the, after the suplex. wheelbarrow German suplex. Yeah, yeah, I should do that throw, man, a little bit to certain people. If I was a lot, I wasn't taller than many guys, but if I was, I would do that. You have to do that to someone shorter than you. Oh, 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 oh! Powerful clothesline there. And the, the guillotine leg drop there. Cover. That's it, that's it, you go. Oh,
5: man, that would have been it right there. Oh, but now, into
6: the head and arm triangle, Taz.
5: CL4. Yeah, she's got
6: that Katakatami right there. It's a great choke. A great choke. And that's how she put away Maki Ito in the first round. That's right. And our own AEW, Jake Hager, utilized that hold. A lot for a finishing move. It's a great, great hold. And Yuka. Oh, nice roll. Yeah, counters. This, and look at this. She's yeah, got a, a triangle, she triangle sleeper here applied. And notice how she's grabbing her own foot right there. Yep, putting more downward pressure on the neck. <laughs> Trying to put her opponent to sleep with their own arm. Anaki, Rio Mizunami right is fading right here. Mizunami might get choked out, dude. Look at the eyes, Taz. She, know, she's going, dude. She is. is fading fast. Yuka Sakazaki oh, boy, on the that's verge that's of it. advancing. Choking her out. No, no. Mizunami's still in this. Can she Can she escape? Wow, that's impressive, man. That's hard to do. Oof. To fight through all of that and then de-
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Solid stuff. Very solid stuff for this. Oh, yeah. Uh so then the last match of that show is uh the United States bracket semifinal Rehov versus Thunder Rosa with uh Thunder Rosa going over here as I expected, you know? Yeah. It's just strange to me that we didn't have Britt Baker on the other side, you know?
2: Yeah, but then again, that might play in um into the finals. Yeah, maybe. I could easily see it because I mean, the fact that she's still taking digs at Rosa clearly tells their business isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I'm calling in, in the air, it's pretty obvious Brit's not gonna let her just go to the finals and get a title shot.
1: Yeah, see, that was thunder going for a quick roll up there. Uh, yeah, it was solid. It was really solid. Yeah. So
2: yeah, they hit the jack pocket and thunder rose and hands down like you keep that one around damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah definitely
2: Yeah, and yes Daisy's right when like they were calling the matches there was never a point where you could even see a slight bit of them being bored mm-hmm. like everybody sounded genuinely excited to be calling this whole tournament
1: uh huh yeah very cool stuff there and then that brings us to today at 7pm because I don't know why the schedule's like this I didn't make it I just followed it uh So, the first match was Layla Hirsch against Amanda Elise, but this didn't have anything to do with the tournament, right? Yeah, this was just kind of to, I guess, get some women's actions in there. Yeah, Layla Hirsch goes over via Armour. We don't got time for that shit. Don't try to trick me. The main event of this was Thunder Rosa against Nyla Rose. Finish being Nyla catches Rose coming off of the top into the Beast Bomb. Surprises me that even that wasn't what I expected. (laughs)
2: yeah i thought rose was going over
1: yeah no they had nyla rose go over man yeah i'm not really feeling that you know i'm really not but as a result of that it is the beast bomb finish there you now have nyla rose versus ryu mizunami and the winner of that match is going to be the one who faces carl rashida at the pay-per-view so we're going to find that out this upcoming wednesday yeah
2: but i do believe um if my information was correct, the fact that Ryu has made it to the finals, she will be now a regular on AEW. Okay. So we will definitely be seeing more of her. So. Dynamite
1: brought an 831,000 viewers against NXT's 734,000. So there you go. We're still close, neck and neck with the 31 and the 16 demographics, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they they widened the gap just a little bit, but nah, they... We're still, yeah. they're still keeping it close.
1: They're both very close. It's too close to call one better yeah. than the other, to be honest. At this point, yeah,
2: it it's kind of like I figured. Like it seems like a lot of fans are at the point now where they're just like alternating, yeah, which i mean somewhat. Definitely nothing wrong with that. It's a good way to go. The Wednesday block is one of the stronger nights, I think, when it comes to wrestling for me. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think before we even go into the final part here, we should do the uh, we should get the poll up for everybody. Yeah. The poll shouldn't Tran- be the last thing. transition right through. 'Cause we still have to talk SmackDown and Raw. But uh yeah, let's get this poll going for you all. I'm gonna link in the chat rooms. You guys should have it there. Give everybody a minute to load into it. I'm gonna cue something up here while I do that. Everybody in the chat room got the link?
5: Better
2: get that shit. Right.
1: Well while the link is going, I'm gonna run this so you guys can see the card.
6: That next Sunday, that's right, next Sunday, March 7th, AEW presents Revolution live on Pay-Per-View. In one of the most anticipated matchups of the entire year, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz will go to war with Sting and the TNT champion Darby Allen in a street fight. And for the first time ever, the Casino Tag Team Royale with the winners earning a shot at the AEW World Tag Team Championship. And speaking of the AEW World Tag Team Championship, it will be MJF and Chris Jericho challenging the Young Bucks for the titles. A lot of bad blood in this matchup. And the big money match with Hangman Adam Page taking on Matt Hardy. The winner gets 100% of the loser's Q1 revenue. What a stipulation. We will also see Miro and Kip Sabian take on Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. This one is about revenge. And six competitors will square off in the face of the Revolution Ladder Match with the winner getting a shot at Darby Allen and the TNT Championship. The AEW Women's World Championship will be on the line with the champion Hikaru Shida defending against the overall winner of the AEW Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament and the AEW World Championship will be on the line in perhaps the most dangerous match we've ever seen an exploding barbed wire death match between Kenny Omega and Jon Moxley for the AEW World Championship. It-
1: that is a stacked card. Right?
6: Oh,
1: holy shit. Yeah, definitely stuff to be excited about there. All right. That brings us now to the Evolution Pay-per-view, March 7th, Sunday at 8 p.m. We'll be in the chat room, as always. There'll be a post-show. Uh, we'll be in there an hour before if there's a pre if they're doing a pre-show of any kind, which I believe this t- Tag Team Casino Royal might be. Might not be, though. The first match of the Tag Team Casino Battle Royal, I don't know if they've added all of the teams, but as of now, we have... The Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson against the Inner Circle, Ortiz and Santana against the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver against Bear Country, which is Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson against Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn against Top Flights, Darius Mar- Martin and Dante Martin. I think
2: I am going to pick a I think I'm going to go Reynolds and Silver on this one. Is there anything on the line here? Uh, The winner gets a tag team title shot. Hmm. And I don't think the Dark Order in any capacity has had one yet. So you're going with who? Uh I would go of, I would go with Alex Reynold and John Silver of Dark Order. hmm I don't know who I would go with for this. It's kinda tough to pick, right? Who
1: would attack champs right now again? FTR? Uh mm-hmm. is it is it the Bucks. Oh the Bucks, right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know then. This is a tough one for me.
2: I feel like the the main reason I pick Reynolds and silver because they're like for me when it comes to the Dark Order. Of the ones that like they give names, they're the standouts for me. Right. Like those are the two I always find even when Brody was um still around, they were the two those were the two I was always looking towards.
1: I'm gonna go a private party. They're the ones that have been crossing back and forth over between the two burns and getting a lot of attention. That's true. So I'll go a private party for this. You guys choose. Moving along, we have the tag team match of Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy going up against Kip Saban and Miro, being accompanied
2: by Penelope Ford. Yeah, gotta go Cassidy and Taylor for this one. I can't remember the last time I've seen Kip Saban in the ring. So, it's like what's your reasoning? So, uh, it's, it's it's for me a familiarity, I guess, with Cassidy and um Taylor as a tag team. I can see Taylor pretty much being hot on not only the fact that, I mean, his partner's injured. But with everything Miro and Sabian put him through, obviously he's going to be a little on edge. So, and I mean, Orange Cassidy lately performs the best when the lights are on bright. So I feel like everything kind of works in their favor. I feel like Miro
1: needs momentum. He can't be losing to best friends and all this shit all the time. They didn't bring this guy in for that. It's like, I, I, I didn't even realize George just wrote are on the same page. Can't afford to lose. Like, he's doing bad right now. This is a horrible Ooh. run. Bad, 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 bad. He needs this. Absolutely needs this.
2: True, true, yeah, going Miro and Sabi. I was almost like a little more kip on that one But yeah, Miro needs to win this shit Miro's the one person in AEW Who's gonna look like they
1: fucked him up If they don't start doing something You know, and that's kind of unfortunate They're, they 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 take things a little bit too too much to the extreme. Like, there's nothing wrong with having characters that like video games and nerd culture and shit like that, right? But at the same time, Xavier Woods is a good example of someone who does that. But how often does he incorporate it that deeply into the character when he goes out to fight against retribution and all of them? You know what I mean? Like, it might be an Easter egg or something on his outfit or a move that he does that has a name that's similar to a fighting move name. But the guy's fucking all serious. Miro, on the other hand, has gone out there with pink shirts and Disney shit talking about... Streaming. It's just weird, man.
2: Yeah, Miro definitely needs to, to get a big win under his belt. I think this is his first AEW pay-per-view too, so. Yeah, please win and
1: Kip too. I like I like that 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 team, you know? And I don't know, fucked. Yeah.
2: And I think this is Kip's first match back since he's been back for a while. So.
1: Well, here's hoping. Next yeah. we got the big money match. Matt Hardy against Adam Page. One person gives up their cash, right? Is that how this works?
2: Yeah, basically, uh, 100% of their first quarter earns. Hmm. See, that's the part that makes it a little difficult for me. You
1: guys have any ideas? <clears throat> Who do you think's taking the money here?
2: <sighs> that is very tough. You know, I, I have a hard time betting against Adam Page. It's really hard for me to bet against him, so I think I might just go with the same bet and go Adam Page on this one.
1: I'm hoping so, too. I'm going to go with Adam Page. Yeah. I want you guys go with Hangman. The TNT title number no one contendership. Face of the Revolution ladder match. I'm assuming whoever wins this is number one contender for the TNT title.
2: Yep, they get a shot at Darby Allin.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We got uh, Cody Rhodes, Penta El Cerro Miero, Scorpio Sky, and Lance Archer.
2: And if my memory states me correct, there might be another spot or two getting decided this Wednesday. Really? I think so. I'm not sure. But this might be, then again, this might be the whole field. Huh? And
1: There's no way for us to predict. If it's added later, then we'll add it later. Not much we can do about that. Yeah.
2: But um, of this group right now, I am going for my
1: boy. I'm going for Penta. I think I'm
2: going to have to go for Cody here. Partially because I do want to see a Penta versus Darby Allen match. Yeah. Because I don't think I've seen those. I don't think I've seen them wrestle each other before. But Darby and Cody have history. So that is, that's intriguing too.
1: I don't know if they want Lance to be a heel or a babyface or what. If He's getting a
2: shitty push. Well, I mean. It's not even that it's shitty, it's just Lance hits anything moving. It's like it's not even necessarily like about a heel or a face thing. It's just if you're in his way and you piss him off, you get kicked in the fucking mouth. Yeah. I'm it could be Phoenix one week, it could be Scorpio Sky the next week, it could be Kip the week after that. If you piss him off, you're getting kicked in the face. Like, that's why they have that old phrase, everybody dies, not just the heels or the faces, everybody. Any other
1: thoughts here? Uh, I mean, Lance is, uh... makes the most sense because he is getting a push.
2: Yeah, if they if they if this is steadily um rising with Lance, a shot at the TNT title would do him a lot of good. Yeah, I think when it comes to who need who could benefit the most for it, yeah, I think I could go Lance.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Cody doesn't make much sense. He's already won it like twice, right?
2: Yeah, he's already a two time champion.
1: <laughs> hmm. Next, you got the AEW Women's World Title match: Hikaru Shida defending against whoever wins. Whether it be Nyla
2: Rose or Ryu Mizunami, Ooh. so for starters, I think Ryu Mizunami is going to take is going to take the final. I hope now so. when it comes to because that's that that'll be a new match. It'll be an all, all Japanese final, which is going to be fantastic. Oh, but then that's that's where it gets tough for me because Sheeta has been on Shida's ran through everybody they put in front of her, but she I don't know how familiar she is with Ryu versus the rest of the roster. So I feel like Ryu might be able to use that to her advantage and she might pull this one out. So your choice for to win would be who? I think Ryu not only takes the final, but I think she might win. Yeah. I might be stretching with this one, but she if Nyla wins, we know she is winning. Nyla's already lost to Shia twice. But I, I feel like the fact that she ha I don't know if Ryu and Shia have ever met in the ring before.
1: I don't think Nyla's winning. I agree with you on that. Ryumi's and Nami's going over, but I think Sheet is going to retain. Ooh, this yeah, character that's... has no presence in the AEW universe. You can't just bring somebody and have them yank the title like that, in my opinion. Could be right, but I just don't think that would be good. I, I'm liking Sheeta with it now anyway.
2: Yeah, sheeta has been fantastic as champion.
1: Okay, next we have the AEW World Tag Team title match. The Young Bucks, Matt, and Nick Jackson defending their championship against the Inner Circles, Chris Jericho, and MJF being accompanied by Wardlow.
2: Thing yeah, I'm going with the Bucks with this one. I mean, whereas close as Jericho and MJF have been, they're still a relatively new tag team. Whereas the Bucks, we've watched them go around the world thirty times and carry sometimes three and four tag championships all at once. Which also, I'm thinking about it. Congrats on the Bucks for winning what tag? Well, Wrestling Observer Tag Team of the Year again. I mean, oh. you always said it before that's probably. I think you said well, that's like straight up your favorite tag team. So it's. Someone's not surprised. No, 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 one no, one no, two. no.
1: I said, I said that Kylo Riley and Bobby Fish, Red oh, Dragon, you said it was
3: Kyle
1: Red Dragon, and in, in the Indies were always my favorite tag team, but that's neither here nor there anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. When I look at this, I mean, Jericho and MJF would make sense if Santana and Ortiz won the other match to become the number one contenders. Now you have Inner Circle tour more, because they seem to love doing that. The Inner Circle guys fighting each other all the fucking time.
2: It's Yeah, it's it's kind of a toss up. I think. I'm going to go I, with I Jericho think...
1: and MJF just because there's conflict there. I don't care.
2: I think it's going to gonna, it's gonna, de- gonna kind of depend a little bit on who wins that tag team battle right now. I think that might kind of play into it. It might be easier to predict after that.
1: Yeah. A lot of the stuff, unfortunately, is going to go into this Wednesday, which will update the polls if something changes. Do you think Sammy fucks it up even though he's not there? They could insert him into it. We'll see. But a uh, tag it's team awesome. street fight. Uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks of Team Taz being accompanied by Taz against Sting and Darby Island. Oh, of course, Sting and Darby. It would have to be Sting and Darby, no question there. I don't really think nobody's bragging about there.
2: winning the war against WCW here. Like we can't. No,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. AEW World Title Exploding Barbed Wire Death Match.
2: <laughs> I love how you almost couldn't get through that.
1: John Moxley, Kenny Omega defending his title with Don Callis.
2: Oh my God, this is going to be rough. Obviously, Omega's going over.
1: I think so too.
2: But what I do like is um, Moxley's promo after he killed off Ziggler's brother. And he, I love the one one particular line he said, he talked about it basically, barbed wire and explosions It's a hell of a way to go out in a sense. So like really conveying that this is going to be something unlike American fans have probably ever
1: seen. Yeah, and apparently this was a Don Callis and Kenny Omega suggestion as a match. Like they've had this in the back burner for a long time or some shit.
2: Yeah. I guess with as much time as Kenny spent over in Japan, he had to have not only seen footage of it, but heard about these exploding bar wire matches. Because I know I know Funk and Foley had been in one or two of them. And I've seen other guys in them before. So it's a very rare match, even for Japan. So, and I yeah. guess like, since this definitely seems like how they're going to end the feud between these two, with the hatred between moxley and omega it's like it's a different type of place i guess that they have to go to end this
1: it's really just starting to feel like like it'll never uh this will never be the sport oriented company that they try to make it out to be man when we have shit like this happening good or good or bad this is just to me another example of what i was talking about when i say that like they didn't uh it's not what we expected you know and I don't think, do you, do you feel like we
2: needed an exploding barbed wire match? I mean, it's different rather than something that just leaves an obvious way to run it back again.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That That's the one thing. I think that's the one thing I'm okay with is it gives a sense of closure, I guess. Kind of like how they used to do mask versus mask matches in Mexico. Like, you knew after that match was over. That's it. Like, we can't go past this at the, this point. All
1: right. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to go with you and Omega for this one. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But yeah, guys, you just hit that finish survey button.
2: Yeah, Get them votes, people. Makes uh not only doing the post show more fun, but it also kind of gauges where the community's sitting at. Yeah, definitely helps. There's been times where we've been split. There's been times where we have been all wrong.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: Those ones are funny.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, All we got to really do is SmackDown and, and Raw real quick. So SmackDown... Yeah. uh. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Uh final
3: flash
1: uh Qs Thompson. Thank you for the likes, sir. Much obliged.
2: Scared the shit out of me.
1: Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought with that. Oh yeah, SmackDown. Right. So anyway, yeah, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, apparently they're going to fast lane, right? I like guess that's, that's where we're going. I guess that's what they're planning on doing, or that's what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And uh jay literally tosses him to the side you know like in the middle of him talking he's just like yoink and he's laughing and shit so they have the Danny ryan roman thing still going on um you had an angry apollo cruise promo where he's not from the hood he's a real african-american and you know his grandfather's akuma uha or akume uha and uh he's nigerian and uh of nigerian descent and he even he he goes full wakandan in this shit man like his whole voice changes and everything like he like, did you hear that part where his voice changed?
2: I heard that, and I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, like, his, his African roots and shit came out. I didn't know that he could do that. You My know?
2: Flicked on the African like a lace switch.
1: Yeah, like, he became completely African. I was amazed. I wonder if they're going to make him start coming out African shit now that they know that he could do that, you know? Oh, God. You know, the accent was all thick and shit, man. You,
2: you know? know what the bad part about it is, is knowing this company, they're going to work with it, and then they're just going to run it into the ground. Yeah, and no, I like the way it sounded, be- though, right? Yeah, like, I, I wasn't expecting that switch. I popped. I was like, "Oh, this was different."
1: Yeah, you get a brother bat mad enough, his roots come out of Ireland. Let me see if I could. I, I wasn't planning on it. Wow, <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> 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 I just you realized know? what I said. <laughs> wow, <was like>, <laughs> I just fucking realized I did not mean. No pun intended. I swear. Oh my God, let me see if I, so I can find it.
6: And last week, because just like my great grandfather said.
5: If your enemies defy you, you show them the steel. You see, Biggie had the audacity to tell me to go back to
2: catering, but I didn't go back to catering. You know what I did? I went back to my roots.
1: See, he went back to his roots.
5: So I could say this to you how my grandfather would have said it.
0: I showed Biggie the steel. And I guarantee you, he will
5: never disrespect me again. And as for my opponent tonight, Shinsuke Nakamura, you will suffer the exact
1: same. Yeah, that was like, whoa, whoa, good job. I wonder if he's going to be stuck like that now. walk out with the people in the back, do you know I like the he that he did that shit, though. I was one. I was like, what's he <laughs> pausing? He's charging something up. And I was like, oh, shit, a new character. That's beautiful, man. It just blossomed in the ring. <laughs> Akuma Uha. Remember, he used to be Uha Nation. That shit must all be real. Came full circle. Is,
2: that motherfucker is not working on it. I'm gonna shoot your My grandfather was Akuma Uha.
1: He from the, back. From the Uha Nation. Goes over Nakamura with the Olympic slam. Was that the Olympic slam? Did the Olympic slam him? I
2: didn't know you could do that. Wakanda the Wakandan slam? The Wakandan slam? I don't give a fuck if that's what they call him. That's what I named him, goddammit. <laughs> Let
1: me see if I could find this, just so you see. The Wakandan slam. Yeah, see, he drove Nakamura's head into the thing. He sort of keeps there. He drives his head into the top top
5: first, right on the bridge of his nose. And now Apollo <laughs> Crews with a kick to the back of the neck. And Cruz now with the slam to Nakamura.
6: Cover
1: now. It's not the slam. It's the Olympic slam. It's the angle slam. We know what slam it is. Stop pretending. So Nakamura on his Instagram put up this video. Bear with me, folks. We're doing it live.
0: Aparo, you've changed. Yeah. I respect that because I've changed too but I don't respect what you did to begin what you did to me tonight you changed the outfit, you changed the attitude but you cannot change who you really are and what you've done you like to live in the past but I aim the future Last week, but in am personal, I want to be the world champion. You were my opponent. But now, you started something that I will finish. You should remember who I am.
1: And, uh, someone commented underneath this because they were saying that, uh, about Nakamura not getting a push, and another fan put he's happy. He gets to surf. He works a safer style. I'd, it'd be great to see him go all out again somewhere else, but that's not going to happen. And then Nakamura responded. He said, who said I'm happy? Don't believe anything other than what I said. So that's kind of I, interesting.
2: I hate when WWE Mars try to speak for the wrestlers. Like.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, though, that he would decline saying that he's happy. Maybe he actually is, and maybe he's not satisfied there, like a lot of other people. Big show left. Exactly. There are a lot of people who are saying, "What's the big deal in regards to Big Show leaving?" And it's like it's just what it symbolizes. It's not about the uh, how he's used or the stature, but it's just how what it symbolizes as far as the standings in the company.
2: Because no matter how long he's been all around, or how often he wrestles, that's a big name. Like that's a guy yeah. who's won world championships all over that company. Mm-hmm. Been at, at Mania after Mania, and had moment after moment. And that guy was like, nah, done with this. So if
1: he could leave, don't assume that Nakamura is
2: happy. Exactly. And it's like, what does having to surf, what does getting to surf have to do with the push? He could surf no matter where he goes.
1: Yeah, no matter what company, he's in this water.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hate when like WWE just bring up irrelevant shit in in arguments. Like, Like, be realistic for a second.
1: Tamina has a match against Liv Morgan. Um, Cole says that Tamina's catchphrase Is from reliable to undeniable Isn't that something some like the Cody Rhodes thing That they were doing in AEW yes. You know I believe Tamina went over I don't know i was half paying attention here You know Fuck live, push. Yeah I think Tamina went over Bianca Belair's decision was Sasha Because nobody saw that coming Yeah they, they, they even had to go as far as having Reggie come on to antagonize And Sasha come on who I guess is a heel again And do some antagonizing So Yeah uh, Street Profits go over Uh Corbin and Zayn. Um Rollins winds up trying to recruit Cesaro once again, and he winds up getting a Cesaro swing with this terribly cut swing. As far as editing, they need to go back to editing
2: school. What kills me though is like I love how like for the first like second of the swing, Rollins still had the mic. Yeah, and the motherfucker screaming.
1: Daniel Bryan's match against Jay Uso ends in a double countout. Uso purposely Keeps Daniel Bryan From getting back in the ring And then Roman comes in He attacks him Attacks his knee And they're beating him up In the ring And that's how we go Off the air Right
2: That is correct
1: Good 2.51 million viewers 0.5 in the 18 to 49 demographic That brings us to Raw Which last week Did 1.889 million viewers One um, With with, uh, The week before doing 1.715 uh quick notes because we're wrapping up here we already did the thing He's what did king quest say there? why i just saw shack looking like chris jericho on jericho's instagram
2: <laughs> oh fuck it i got to go look on chris jericho's instagram after will get off the air fantastic yeah, we'll
1: do it while i'm talking man maybe it's something worth posting in here but uh by the way what's up king quest what's really good oh man i'm so happy we're up to raw because it symbolizes me getting off of here you know, no content at least for 24, maybe 40 years. I'm falling off the grid. There was just so much wrestling.
2: You gotta die for a couple of days. On I really do. That's
1: my, that's my plan, man. That's really my plan. I mean, I think about me it like this. Care, at
2: least but... you got at least you got Young Rock to look forward to tomorrow.
1: Yeah, which we didn't get to talk about that two weeks in a row. I'll talk about it, I promise, next week. I, I do. I am caught tomorrow. up.
2: It is fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Um, I've been catching up on TV. I don't want to segue too far because we're going into Raw, but you know what I did? I watched a uh, I rewatched because I haven't watched them since their release back in the 80s. And I only watched them when they came out the one time at launch in the 80s. Have my age showing there. But for the second time in my life, I rewatched the three Karate Kid movies.
2: They're good, right?
1: Because I wanted to watch Cobra Kai. And I thought, you know what? I only watched the three Karate Kid movies once. And it was when they came out. You know, we're talking fucking 83, 86 and 89. I think it was actually 83, 85, and 89, or something like that, and, uh, they were really good, really, really good scripts, really good storytelling, I watched Cobra Kai, I watched like three or four episodes, and I gotta say, it's, uh, I liked it, it didn't feel like it was a departure from what I was already watching, like, each Karate Kid, for anyone that hasn't watched them, like, the second movie, for example, like, continues from, like, where, exactly where the first one picked, left off, with a recap, and same thing with the third one, it picks up right when they went left, with so they're coming back from freaking, uh, Tokyo and uh or or wherever they were in Japan and it has a recap there too And when you go straight from that to Cobra Kai which I did it literally does the same recap sequence of the of the freaking tournament with the crane kick that the movies did and uh just the storytelling it's more modernized but it it still has that good vibe to it so I'm enjoying it I'm going to keep going with that uh that's just a series I figured I'd bring some talking series and shit I know Dark Side of the Ring supposed to have some confidential stuff coming up so if they do some wrestling based stuff we will also talk about that uh, what else with Raw? What else? Um, let's go. and Let's just quickly do some shit. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see the Miz turn for at least for the the time he had it. He turned the the, the W's uh, back onto M's. He turns the the W's upside down on on his mic and on the belt. That brings me back to when yeah. he had it the first time. You know, uh, McIntyre went over Sheamus with the Claymore. We get it. He could beat Sheamus. I love
0: this uh-huh. one though.
2: Why? Because because what made this one so cool. It had almost a RKO out of nowhere feel to it because the finish was basically that Sheamus was going for the bro kick. McIntyre claymored him mid-bro kick. The timing that shit had to have taken because it literally, he caught him as his basic, as the leg he connects with was starting to come up. So it's like literally impossible to see it coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, was,
1: it looks, it looked good in that sense, you know, sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he gets over with the glamour. We get it. We get it. He could beat Sheamus. I hope so. You know? Uh, Nia Jax kills Naomi. Not only is she ruining her TikTok earlier, but she kills her here. Um, Miss pulls a Mr. Satan because there's a one-hour timer to go fight freaking Bobby Lashley, so he has a stomach ache. So he gets a one-hour extension. These bastards keep that timer on almost the entire three hours. Um, You get angry Braun, who's pissed off that he's not getting a push, just like actual shoot Braun's pissed off that he's just getting a push. And ironically, we have the same management uh patronizing him in the same fucking way it's almost like is this a shoot or you you know it almost i I don't even get it here but what was the the deal here like the logic here at this point dude i'm half paying attention i don't this is garbage programming um so shane decided that the way to resolve this is for him and adam pierce to have
2: a tag team match against
1: the fucking champions
2: yeah the whole thing was to uh work out their differences and the whole kicker was if they beat uh beat the Hurt Business, they got a tag title shot or something. That's she not, she not how management one. works. That doesn't even make
1: sense on a wrestling or management level. And then and then Braun has it won, but Shane insists that he tags in Pierce, who winds up getting inside Cradle, then he loses. And then Braun fucking gets angry because he loses a match that he didn't want to have in the first place. He's furious that he's not tag team champions with, with, with Adam Pierce, I guess. Does anybody even remember what the fuck the original objectives here were? Maybe they maybe the one... Maybe Shane's more of a genius than I give him credit for. Because... When Braun first came, he was so pissed off that he wasn't getting a push. And then when Braun left, he was pissed off that him and Batman Pierce were not tag team champions. Maybe now he'll just come back next week and be like, Shane, we want our rematch.
2: <laughs> I don't know more where the fuck the, this is going. More of the story, Braun, stop bitching. This is what happens. Oh, boy.
1: Damian Priest goes over Elias with the bell clap and hit the lights. They don't call it the reckoning anymore because Mia Yim's name on Raw's reckoning. Stupid. Because he's a... He's Damien Priest and the reckoning sounds cool As the thing that he does as the Damien Priest guy Hit the lights is not even Fucking close You have to change the guy's finisher name Because of a shitty gimmick that's not gonna last Then in the future when she's Mia Yim again And that thing's all gone Everybody's gonna be like why is that called hit the lights And we're gonna have to explain that it's because There was a shitty stable called the, the, the fucking Retribution and that the girl Mia Yim Was reckoning so they took it from him That and makes less whole and less sense
2: was apparently Hit the Lights is supposed to capitalize on the party aspect of Damian Priest. But the party aspect of Damian Priest has never been capitalized on.
1: Exactly. So, so you can't capitalize on something that's not there. Hit the Lights doesn't make sense unless he had a party. Well, he was in a fucking hot tub once in NXT. That's the only party I've ever seen him do. Exactly. The Reckoning made perfect fucking sense. You know what didn't make sense? Her being called the Reckoning. You know what didn't
2: make sense? The whole goddamn retribution. Stuff. But Anyway, he's yeah, called Hit the Lights now. Sense. So
1: whatever. Miz tries to, tries to convince him at the bell to do the match at Mania, but no dice. So then the Miz runs, grabs the title, and he runs up the ramp via countout. Which I, anyway, Charlotte brings up Oscar's uh, tooth situation—the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth. I love it. Um,
2: Charlotte winds <laughs> at up at this point. That's gonna be the title because that's all I
1: got. <laughs> yeah, right. Charlotte winds up getting jumped by Shayna and Nia, feathers flying everywhere from her robe as usual. Uh, T-Bar. That's Donovan Dijak, right? Yeah. Those motherfuckers made me remember, um, Dominic Dijokovic or whatever for so long and now he, he's just T-Bar. Anyway, Donovan Dijak nearly killed. Who the fuck was that? That was Matt, that was Riddle? That he, that he, he nearly killed him with that choke breaker. (laughs) Holy shit. That's one thing. I forgot that he was Donovan Dijak until I saw him do that. I remember Donovan so Dijak has, do a, like that, has like, oh, a nasty, nasty choke breaker from Ring of Honor. For anybody that doesn't know, a choke breaker is when you give somebody a choke slam, but bringing them down, it's a back breaker. You brought, drop them on your knee. And I remember as Donovan Dijak, he always did that good old T-bar with that fucking nasty choke breaker, especially on lanky Matt Riddle, where it looked like he'd break him like a pencil. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff there.
2: Yeah, it was at that moment i forgot i was like oh yeah all your stuff used to look i get hurt
1: mm-hmm. uh lucha house party beat up retribution man it's like i don't know if lucha house party's getting a push or if everybody else is getting is getting buried lately. it's just it's just because it's retribution because they also beat up the freaking imperium guys right
2: yeah the, the, the two that nobody cares about holy at this point. shit you know. Well, well, well the, the thing against Imperium, that was like actual, like a credible thing. This was just somebody else beating up Retribution. What an ugly finish though. Like I don't
1: have the footage because it just aired and we did we come out right after, but I'll see if I grab some an ugly finish. I don't even know how to describe it, but there was like an ugly uh finish. That's all I can really say there. Uh we also wind up with uh well it wasn't even the retribution, it was the fight after that it was Ali because then Ali wants to fight Riddle and uh with Retribution's help he goes over, but that finish just looks fucking ugly. You yeah. know, but uh, so then be- it becomes Miz versus Lashley. But before it happened, Shane announces it's going to be a lumberjack match. Which at this point, we're either going to get one of the biggest troll. I would have wished to imagine if he would have still somehow gotten out of it. Just I just turned everything off. I would have loved for Miz to still have gotten out of it somehow, and then that just be the way they go off. You know, Cause, cause but, at,
2: th- at this point, I was like, "You fuckers, either put that build on Lashley, or you could fuck off with you because you're not going to make me suffer through this shit all night."
1: Yeah, but no, Miz winds up tapping to the Hurt Lock. Lashley for the first time in what is it? Almost a decade and a half. He's the WWE champion. He puts the exclamation point on everything. By uh, I think the Ali finish was a botch. I have to go back and yeah, watch it,
2: it. It's something, something. It was, like, it was either like a botch or ugly as hell. But I'll way. go back,
1: George. You know what it is when I'm doing uh Raw specifically. Most of the time, I'm putting together the program that you're experiencing, which is a pain in the ass. I'm like half watching, and it's hard to even make sense of the shit that's happening it's a miracle i get as much as i do out of them but uh, yeah so bobby lashley is wwe champion i thought that they at the very least just to give us something to bite was gonna have somebody else come down the ramp or something or someone else's music hit and be at the top of the ramp give us some immediate because you know what it's already march wrestlemania is in a month the road to wrestlemania usually starts after our rumble which is in january which gives them a lot of build-up to the match i thought maybe we'd end the beginning of march with whoever's gonna be at Wrestlemania standing at the top of the ramp but we couldn't even get that much of course the Miz is gonna do, do we still do the thing where everyone's allowed a, a rematch does the Miz get a rematch next week
2: yeah, he'll probably to, get it at the pay-per-view just
1: to lose right because it's not like they're gonna yeah. fucking patch the, the, the title back to him
2: Don't, hey, no, nobody wants mike to have the fucking title the Miz, cool mike no
1: and I mean, guys, we are hearing that Brock Lesnar's in store for a big WrestleMania match. It might be Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley.
2: Yeah, because freaking Lashley has been wanting that. If you fuckers do that, you put Lashley over. Don't what, you give Brock. This is
1: me have. off up until tonight. Is that every time for the past few months? Cause I'm not going to be one of those podcasts that reports every week that Brock Lesnar's coming. Cause I know that a lot of shows they'll hear it on the dirties and every week Brock Lesnar's coming. Next week, Brock Lesnar's almost here. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar bought a plane ticket. We're not doing that. I have too much. This is already a long show when shit. When I know motherfuckers are getting closer, that's when we talk about it. Now I've known about the Brock Lesnar thing for a while, but what I was planning on eventually when it got close to come on here and tell you guys not to be jaded. Because I like Brock Lesnar. My problem with Brock Lesnar was never Brock Lesnar because when you watch him, he is a specimen to watch and he does destructive shit. It's entertaining as part of the wrestling. My problem was that they always seem to have this hard on for incorporating the title into him. And at least this time they're not doing that. If he comes back to fight Lashley, we have the same fucking problem because we're not just getting special attraction Brock Lesnar coming out to kick ass. We're once again, getting misuse of a part-timer because I don't want Brock Lesnar winning the fucking title.
2: We've been down just this Brock route just way too many times. His ass in the WrestleMania.
1: I honestly don't think I don't think we would even lose listeners or viewers if I did this, but I honestly can't see myself covering RAW if they have a a, a championless brand again, where Brock Lesnar part times. If he does do this, it better be just for Brock for for Bobby Lashley to get that notch under his belt, like Lashley or don't like Lashley. There was an entire pandemic, and through this entire thing, he's been there every Monday, a lot of a lot of fricking Fridays for SmackDown, every pay per view, all of the specials. And they've been the only consistent stable, the only believable stable on the entire brand has been the Hurt Business. And we talked about this on how they have the look and they have the whole vibe. Everyone in there works really good. I've always said Shelton Benjamin yeah. is a fucking star. They just didn't get pushed because of the way that the politics work. You know, and he's been a really star. Everywhere he goes, you know, uh, I've, I've not liked MVP's in-ring work, but MVP's brilliant on the mic. He's, 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 he's very well-spoken and he has a great look to him. You know, Bobby Lashley. That's probably the one that I've had the biggest issue with, but nonetheless, just talking about him on here, he's someone who's definitely earned and he's been around and he's he's been a pres- a forever present champion. And in Cedric, I've been watching since he was a rookie and you know, all back in R H and shit. He's come a really long way. So exactly. this is a good stable and I like everybody in it to an extent, even, and, and again, I'm not a big fan of Lashley's work, but damn, has the guy been here and been a consistent guy? Something that Working nobody else has been ever, ever get. <laughs> the, the reality is that for, for one of these titles, it's always been this way. The reality is that for one of these titles, they want a big muscular guy and that you guys can either have a big muscular guy that's shitty. You can have a big muscular guy that's awesome, but never around that doesn't really give a fuck about being around too much. Or you could have a big muscular guy that's gonna be here full time, that's in a stable, that's doing his job. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, no matter what, you're getting a muscular guy for that title. You don't want Goldberg because you don't like him and he's 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 uh reckless. You don't want Lesnar because he's a part timer, and quite frankly, Lesnar probably doesn't want to be here. It's just that they keep pulling people in, you know? So nobody's winning in that, but he's gonna accept the money. And uh Lashley's here, man, and that's the, and that's what they're gonna go with. Now the question becomes, what the fuck's gonna happen? You know, that's what I don't know. What is the WrestleMania card?
2: Do we have any idea yet? The only thing we know right now is freaking Edge and Roman and Lashley. I mean, on Bianca and Sasha. That's the only thing for sure locked in that I've heard. Hmm. But I mean, when you look about it, fucking props to MVP because it's like, look where those three guys were before the hurt business. Yeah, no, that was, that was. Lashley was in love with Lana. Mm-hmm. Cedric was jobbing every week. And Shelton was barely on TV. Now all three of them are champions. Yeah.
1: I'm looking really quick just to see if any news is broken in regards to where they might go with the title. I also want to hear from you guys who you see Bobby Lashley. If not Lesnar, do you agree with it being Lesnar? if not Lesnar, then who?
2: So for me, the only reason that I will accept it being Lesnar is if Lashley beats him. Because lashley if if like lashley beats brock lesnar that's huge for him and if brock loses at wrestlemania okay brock Lesnar at wrestlemania nothing's gonna change
1: yeah but it's like now you have a guy who people are reluctant on i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people that are hot about this you know what i mean you have a guy like that you got to do something you know what i mean like it's important to have him have good opponents not adam pierce you know what i mean
2: Exactly. I mean, hey, let him run with it, friggin'. I mean, the one thing we know for sure is that Lashley's going to WrestleMania. <laughs> like, yeah, with props saying. and congratulations to him, whether you like the guy or not, the guy fucking earned it. Yeah, and then the
1: thing is, we know that he's been pushing for a match with uh, he's been pushing for for a match with Brock Lesnar for a while, hasn't he? Yeah,
2: he's been wanting Brock since he came back. I've always heard about him. Like he has been itching for this match with Brock, so he might get it. But just understand that if he gets it, you put Brock over. You don't you put Lashley over. You don't give Brock that belt again just for it to not be around. Yeah.
1: Do you see him? I mean, you watched more TNA when he was the champion there, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Soulmate? See, that's one thing that TNA did a great job of. Because when Lashley was champion, Lashley was a badass. Uh huh. They about had to kill him to get that title off him when they could. There was a period of time where Lashley where in his first run when he was ironically with MVP, Lashley was defending that title almost every week. Mm-hmm. In wars every week. So there is potential there. So they if WWE is smart, if they are smart, they will ride that same wolf momentum that TNA did. Because yeah. he Lashley was one of their most dominant champions.
1: Yeah, or Brock doing the job for his buddy. It's is I mean, Lashley's buddy was Kurt Angle, I believe. Kurt Angle's the guy who brought him into the business unless I'm mistaken. I don't know how close he is to Lashley. Yeah. Brock's buddy from from OVW that he was roommates with was Shelton. I mean he would do it for Shelton for Lashley, I don't know. Right. <laughs> who knows? But yeah, there you have another champion. And we knew this Miz thing was just gonna be a transitional champion thing, partially, so We'll see. But, yeah, they dropped this exclusive clip here. Let's see what these guys are up to.
5: Look at you, huh? It's complete now. (laughs) Look, a lot of naysayers, a lot of disbelievers, but the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters, you believe in you. And now nobody, nobody can ever take this from you. No one can ever take this moment from you. This is yours forever and ever because ain't nobody here going to take that from you. What we got, look at this. Look at this. You've done it all, baby. Man, it's <laughs> efficient. What a difference a gear makes, huh? <laughs> Man, I, I can't even express how proud I am of all of it. But you, you're the chief hurt officer. Rarely am I at a loss for words, but this is one of those moments where words just won't do bad. Hey, I'm, I'm just gonna say this I've been in a great group before, and I've been in this position before. But this, this, Take this title home to your kids, to your family. This is your legacy. You are the man. You are Bobby Lashley. You cheat her, officer of the hurt business. Unstoppable, unbreakable, unbeatable, unbeatable,
4: indestructible. Bobby Lashley. I love you guys, man.
5: Drinks on Bobby, right? Drinks on I mean, Bobby. Drinks on Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that don't work. He's got the no, 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 no. Drink, Tonight, tonight, bottle. we we breaking out the thirty-year-old Japanese whiskey. Oh yeah. You know that's five grand a bottle, right? You got it, champ. You got it. That's how we do it. It's too big, everything big. That's we are happened. the heart business. business.
1: Woo! Yeah, yeah. Like I said, these guys had the look of champions. If you're going to put the titles on anybody at this point, and you want them to not look like regular guys, since that seems to be the thing in wrestling, regular looking people, you know, you may as well have them look like champions. Exactly. You know? At least, in my opinion. Um, I, as far as whether we can get good matches out of this guy, man, in my opinion, I like it's been it's always been uh a very rough <laughs> journey with Bobby Lashley. Remember, the, yeah, even that botch guy used to do the Bobby Lashley. Uh, what was it called? <laughs> the, most, most, the most confused person on him was that guy
2: boy. popped back. I still follow his channel, he popped with Lashley. Really, I wonder
1: why he doesn't come up on my stuff anymore.
2: Yeah, he comes up pretty, pretty regular on mine.
1: Hmm, that's interesting kind of
2: funny because like because it's kind of funny like i feel like when the, the lashley stuff started to happen that guy's channel really took off yeah so it's like i could understand him being so excited because it's like he, yeah, he can kind of credit lashley for a lot of his channel success so but mm. yeah i mean dude earned it
1: i mean this was what you were most worried about though at the same time you know yeah and
2: you know what's bad? They didn't even
1: use, uh, Bad Bunny to cost Miz it. Like we were hoping to at least set that up. And the Bad Bunny where Miz slapped him, that got like seven million views, like in an hour or some shit. They right. have, they could have used that momentum at least give Miz something where it's like that would have given incentive to that feud. You know, which but I, I guess, guess may... at
2: the same time they wanted to give Lashley a, a clean championship win.
1: Yeah, but just make it where he was going to win, but Miz was going to somehow leave. Just cause Bad Bunny to do something where Lashley had it anyway. You know, they're creative. Yeah. They could have done something. You know,
2: I feel like it's going to turn to like, like bad, Bunny's going to mock him next week or something. You think so? I could see them. Like if he didn't, if he didn't show up, to, if he didn't show up um for their match, I mean, considering he's probably hanging out with Priest after his match, I could see that being the thing. Like they're going to bump into each other next week.
1: But nothing would have been more important than incorporating it into that moment. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. that That would have hit harder than anything else he could have done.
1: You know, like that would have been and that would have been a highlight that they could have had along with the championship win going into WrestleMania would have further embedded uh this guy into their stuff, you know?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Which yeah, there he is doing his little photo shoot. So yeah, you got Bobby Lashley photos with the title. That's how he looks, fellas. That's the champ. All right. Well, don't forget, guys, we are going to be in the chat room this Sunday around seven PM, whenever it is the AEW uh Buy in starts assuming that they have one. We'll be in there chatting with everybody on Twitch for the entire evening, followed by a poll show. Check back on the poll periodically as they update matches and change things. We'll, we'll mark and update the things towards the top so you see. Once again, if you voted on something before, uh, you can go back and just vote on the new stuff and it'll still count. You can skip all the other stuff. So don't forget to, uh, to do things like that. Uh, we might have some streams throughout the week. I'm, I'm falling off the grid for a little bit after this just because there's been such a, such an extent of wrestling, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: True, that.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're good here?
2: We are good.
1: All right. It's fantastic. Good to know. You guys are nocturnal, man. Loyal. That being said, thank you to every single one of you who's hung out with us for this late nocturnal experience. All of you who've been in the chat room. Um,. Stasis Dreams, Sakuhasu over in our other chat, and Old Tech Head, PD14, George with a Z, Six Slayer, Weekly Planet516, aka Ashley. Only One Jelly, never got to find out what your question was, usually in here, so ask it next week. Esporos Desiree, thank you for the follow. Hamilton Tashala, also Sammy Nadan, thank you for the follow. Evelyn Francisco as well. Dal Bahadar, thank you for the follow. Young P. Simon as well. Anna S. Fawa, thank you for the follow. Abudele, thank you also for the follow. Careless Man, thank you for the follow. Ajay Bangay, thank you as well. Gospel Bina, thank you. MZ Wazoo, thank you for the follow. Xenexia Kexan Moondragon, very cool name, like I said before. Thank you for the follow. KingQuest770, welcome back. Bloodluster, uh, Q's Thompson, and of course, all of you have been listening across all of our various platforms of iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, SoundCloud, and all other popular podcasts, as well as Twitch, Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live episode 441, hosted by yours truly, Rick Darry, aka Captain Brunch, from myself and my co-host Destin Soul Glow Frazier. We're out of here. See you on some day for the fall.
4: Shutting it down.